Hey everybody, welcome to Fuzzy Warbles, the Schedule Music Pontification Podcast. Uh, it's been a long time, guys. It's been a little bit. Uh, with me tonight is Jeff Scruggs. Howdy. Matt Kern. Hello. And tonight we're going to talk about... Uh, Angels with Dirty Faces. Angels with Dirty Faces. We're going to talk about not any category specifically tonight as far as the top five like we usually do, but it's time for our uh, annual look at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. The uh, nominations were released yesterday. Um, we were torn between saying, hey, that's a good one, and just gut laughing at some of the choices. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the ones that went in. Now, before we do that, we're going to re revisit the last time we had a conversation about our uh, about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame for any length, the whole episode, and we talked about artists who we felt like belonged in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and we made a collection of who we think still the ones that we should go in there. Um, two of those that we have talked about were nominated this year, and we'll get to them here in a few minutes. Um, the only ones we mentioned that have gone into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame were Todd Rundgren, Carol King, and Gil Scott Heron. Uh, and Gil Scott went in as a... Uh, I think he went in as an innovator is what they... Yeah. They called, there was some sort of, a, a, you know, almost a backhanded slammed to him but he did get he in he goes in as a hard nerd yeah. and he, he rightfully so Gil Scott take your place my friend um, when they put him in they, they put him in, a, in as an early influence award winner which I'll say he is an early influence in a, in a lot of ways for hip hop and uh, he invented later hip-hop. rock but but that's not he was an excellent performer just Don't just say he's in the rock and roll hall of fame we don't shouldn't have to qualify this yes he, he he's he is he belongs there absolutely he really does now, so Al Gore did not invent hip hop. Uh, no, he did no, not. No. Um, the artists that we think should still go in there, and this is kind of the, the top ones that we had talked about that we think still belong, are uh, Joe Cocker, George Michael, Slayer, Soundgarden, Los Lobos, Johnny Rivers, Blue Oyster Cult, Thin Lizzy, and these next three to me are are absolute no brainers. The fact that they're not in there means the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, especially given some of the, the you know, the daisies they pulled out this year to put in. The fact these aren't in there just tells me that it's it's rapidly losing what little credibility it had. It's political. Jethro Tull, well, it's, it's a pandering thing. That's I mean, yeah, it is. is. Jethro Tull, Iron Maiden, and the one artist that we think goes in there without saying is Warren Zevine. Um, it's pretty well documented. The only reason Warren's not in there is because he pissed off Jan Winter, who, even though he's not part uh, or not officially heading the board anymore, uh, still pulls the nuts. I mean, this money strings, Ball and washer. he's he's uh, he's going to be um, as long as he's alive. Warren Zevon will probably not go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We kind of had this little discussion beforehand about uh, how you know he was one of those. He, he we all consider him one of the top five songwriters in the rock and roll, uh, in the rock and roll certainly of the of the era that he was in. Um, you know, there you can you can say there's Dylan and all the rest, um, and you got guys like Paul Simon who you have to consider, uh, Lou Reed. But when it comes to the three I compare him most to, it's Tom Waits and Randy Newman. He's kind of right in the middle there, and him not being in there to me. All those other people we mentioned are long in there, and most of them went in on their first sure. first chance. The fact he's not just kind of proves. That uh, there's there's some issues with uh, with the rock.
and Roll Hall of Fame. So before we get started on this year's uh, nominees, uh, Matt, what are we drinking tonight? Uh, tonight we are drinking uh, Irish whiskey, Riders Tears, Double Oaked, which spends a little bit of its uh, life in bourbon barrels and a little bit more in cognac barrels, uh, and then ends in our our bellies. Yeah, well, you know, you and I talked about trying this because we like the name Riders Tears. Yeah, and I, uh, I all three of us are writers. It's the only one of us is a best-selling writer. Right, but uh, it's the hundredth anniversary. Matt Kearns. It's the hundredth anniversary of the initial release of Joyce's Ulysses, that's which true. is a, so that's a moment, right? You know what? In in honor of that, we're going to do the rest of this in incomprehensible right. gibberish, which we kind of do anyway. Uh, I will say hey, this: Who'd you say is the uh, James Joyce? Of rock and roll songwriters. The James Joyce of rock and roll songwriters. Tom York. That's from Radiohead. Yeah. Tom York. Ian none, Anderson. None of his shit makes any sense <laughs> whatsoever. I, you know, that's, that's people people say it's real good, but I don't know what the hell he's talking about. So see, I thought you were going to say, who is the modern day James Joyce? That's another good question. Oh, it's David Foster Wallace, obviously. You think Infinite Jest is the Ulysses of our generation? I have read Infinite Jest. Did you understand? I, I, I closed the back corner. I, I just went, what the fuck? It was almost about tennis. So. It was It was theoretically um, about tennis. Um, and I thought as a literary experiment, it was pretty wonderful. Sure. Yeah. And the guy, the dude could write. Oh, he can't absolutely. write anymore because he's dead. Right. But he could write. Um that has proven to be a detriment to that particular. It, it sure <laughs> death is is definitely. It, it was very uh, pretentious and overwrought to me, much like I considered Ulysses until I finally learned how to just go with it. Yeah. You know, same I, way, same I felt like when I, when I read Infinite Jest, I I wanted it to be a slightly more my generation's Confederacy of Dunces, and it just wasn't. It wasn't that at all, but I wanted it to be. I really did. It, it, you know what? If you read some of the initial reviews, that thought it had some of the same adjectives, right? Yep. But uh, it was no Confederacy. Confederacy of Dunces is. Uh, I actually gave that to my son Hank for Christmas. One of the, he was the book I gave Hank this year, and I, I love that book. Yeah. What a relevant book, too. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, we're a, we're a, we've kind of strayed away from our. By the way, the the, the the stuff that that, that we got here, the Ryder Sears, though, it's 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 absolutely delicious. You yeah. see, got that licorice thing going yeah. for it. It does. It sets off the cigar quite well. I dig it. It's great. All right, Matthew, who we got? Who's our first rock and roll? Was uh, the first rock and roll Hall of Fame nominee mentioned? So uh, there on their official order. list, uh, alphabetically, by name or last name or band name or whatever you want to go by. The first one is Beck. So we're going to talk about whether we think they go in, and then we'll go around and say whether we think they sh- they will go in. Correct. Right. And then now, so, now let's let's be reminded here for both me and anyone listening: how many of these can get in in a in a single year? I think I don't think is it's it five so or is it just however how many. I don't think there's any limit. So it could be all of these. Generally, five or six right. is what it, they top out. Whatever the fuck Jan Winter says can go. In. Yeah. Well, they kind of. By ear, and I'll put it this way: I, I've I've never seen a whole raft go in since that first deck, which was kind of stacked to begin with. But uh, I think usually they have 
five, six, seven. Of course, they also, as we talked about earlier, they always put in an industry figure. There's a separate musician category for... It's the Thalberg Award. Uh, and, uh, well, no, 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 no. Not the, the musician category has been... No, won I'm by talking about like the industry figure. You get the Irving well, Thalberg Award. Well, I mean, it's been won by, uh, you know, Ahmet Erdogan, who it's <laughs> named <laughs> for, actually. Yeah. Uh, people like that. Um, the uh, Musicians uh, Award's been run by the Funk Brothers. James Jamerson was the first one inducted as a musician. I believe the Ventures went in under that category. Um, uh, Leon Russell uh, was involved in that. There's an Innovators, and there's a early, uh, what is it, early, ins- early influence, early influence, yeah. which is how um, Mr. One, Gil Scott, got yeah, in how now. how Gil Scott got in. So, well, see, that's what uh, Thalberg and, always seemed like to me. It's one of those things where you have a performer that's just top quality, but doesn't have that one single stamp moment, but just a shitload of really good stuff and history and everything else. Well, and that's I mean, what I, they. Well, no, no, no. The, the the one we were talking about there is is for industry figures. It's for businessmen, right, but that's what producers are not. It's not. It's not one for that. people. Yeah, um, I think didn't LL get included this year as an early influence uh, as well? Yeah, Kraftwerk he was in did twenty twenty one. I think as an early influence. Um, he was one that was nominated last time we talked about. Yeah. Oh no, it was that was musical excellence. So last year, early influence was Kraftwerk, Charlie Patton, and Gil Scott Heron. Musical excellence. Was LL Cool J, Billy Preston, and Randy Rhodes? How do you have LL? LL as musical mini, excellence, and then Jay Z as a performer. Well, but how do you have all those early rap guys and not have Rick Rubin? It, it doesn't make sense. That doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And of course, Rubin would get in under the Ahmet Erdogan Award if he got in. No, presumably. No, no he, you don't think? Well, so? yeah, yeah, the um, yeah. I'm sorry, because his production work. Because his production work. He um, he was, you know, he's certainly been. He's one of them we probably should have mentioned. Um, when we did this the first time, but uh, I, I don't see that he's there's anyone that's gotten that award that deserves it more than than Rick Rubin does. I mean, if you talk about his influence, it's it's pretty incredible. Yeah. But we're here to talk about about Beck. Beck. Old Beck Hansen, the oldest of the Hansons. No delay. No, yeah. he's not. No. The the guy really. <laughs> You'd think. Um, yeah. Well, let's well, well, go in reverse. Order than we usually do. Matt, what do you think about this? Uh, I think, you know, I think eventually I think Beck will get in. I don't know that he'll get in this time. I kind of would think not. Um, just because I think that that uh, his is a generational thing. Uh-huh. Um, and I think that the kind of... He, he's hard to pin down in terms of what kind of music you think he is because every album was a little bit different. You know, uh, the early stuff was more hip-hoppy. The loser and, and that kind of stuff had that influence. Whereas, like, to throw one out, Midnight Vultures is before that. Right. So, yeah. okay. okay. But uh, I, I think... Do you think he should go in, first of all? Man, I'm, kind of, I'm really on the fence about it. I I, I like his stuff that, uh, that wasn't real popular. And I've heard some of it and thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. But I never went back to it. It wasn't, you know, nothing about his music ever grabbed me in a way that I said, yeah, that's... That's something special. That's not because he's not good, but because it just it's a personal thing, right? So I'd have to say, uh, I, I don't know that he'd go in my my okay. rock that's, I, that's how we'll phrase it. Jeffrey? Probably not. I mean, I don't, I don't think there's enough there as any, you know, as you would use Hall of Fame criteria. 
But I mean, I dig the guy some of the some of the guy's stuff. Hell, I still listen to Golden Age stuff like that. So I mean, it, it's fun to me. It's good to listen, but I just you know, I I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you this guy has 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 the uh, the swinging chops as a you know an influence as an artist and everything else. I mean, he's he's a top guy that's really good at a lot of things and great at absolutely nothing. So um, there you go. You know, he, he's one of those guys that. I, he, he's he's been a critics darling most of his career, but he's had some some a lot of commercial success. And there there's he's somebody that to me he's he's Lonnie Smith. He's in the hall of very good. Yeah, um, I, I I I don't uh, dislike him, um, but I just don't. If we're using the criteria, would he be in my hall of fame? No, he wouldn't. He he, he just wouldn't. I don't think he quite quite gets there especially considering it again you kind of brought this up earlier if we look at warren zevon as a kind of demarcation line um he's not even close to that right okay so i wouldn't that said you think he will get in Matt? i, I don't think he'll get in this time but i do think he will eventually okay, you think he'll get in this time yeah i'm kind of like matt down the road but it ain't gonna happen this time it's one of those things where you're gonna have to pay your hall of fame dues i think he'll get in this time I think he's one of those safe choices for them to vote for. You, you really think he's do. this year's Foo Fighters? Uh, well, Foo Fighters were kind of a... Or they deserved it more, you think? Yeah, the Foo Fighters deserved it. They, They've been they, out fighting Foo for... Yeah, they have been. Foo is not easy to, to None find. of us has been killed by Foo since the Foo Fighters and, and launched. And that might be because we have the Foo Fighters. You're right, man. I'm going to go with that, too. But none of us think Beck belongs in there. So, that... Send your complaints to our Facebook page, and one, <laughs> By of, all us, means. one of us will flame you right back. Yeah. Uh, Matt, who we got next on this? Okay, okay so the next one is uh, kind of a, a strange uh, uh, thing here because it's Pat Benatar, but it's Pat Benatar and Neil Geraldo. They they are if Pat Benatar it goes in, she goes in with with her husband slash well, musical funny. partner of low these many years. He, they were very much a team. Yeah. That makes sense. Uh, it, it, yeah, he I mean, did I think a lot of the production arranging on her stuff. Too. And would she be what she is without him? Yeah, Probably not. I, Behind every good woman. Is is Neil Geraldo. <laughs> yeah. uh, what do you think? What do you think? She, she belongs in I think Pat Benatar is probably, uh, you know, she's she should rank amongst some of the other people that are already in there in terms of, of where she is in, in rock and roll history. She got a fucking mention. In fast times at Ridgemont High, for how everybody looked like her. Yeah, I mean, and it's you know she's 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 just you know she's a staple on classic <laughs> rock radio at this point. Um, you know, she's just one of those people that if her song is pl- if you made a playlist of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees and you snuck a couple Pat Benatar tracks in there, if you put Heartbreaker in there, no one would bat an eye. You know, Ellis for children. I mean, love, love me or hit me with your best shot is one of my favorite singles of all time. Yeah, uh, that song just crackles off the radio. It's not her song, but her version of it is far better than the original. It's, um, yeah. No, but a lot of her that's that's kind of the thing about her music. A lot of it jumps off. Mm-hmm. You know, she she and Neil uh, Geraldo knew how to fucking write it. And she, she won had four it. consecutive Grammys in the uh, in the. She also the had one of the great underrated drummers of all time, Myron Grombacher. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Who just tore it up, uh, Jeffrey? What do you think? She goes in. Uh, I I think she will, and and yeah, it, to, to, well, would she I go in your hall, rock and roll hall of fame? Um, That's you the know, question. 
Yeah, I, I think she would because the early 80s, she was basically, she was everywhere. She had some huge, really huge hits. I, I thought most of her hits, you know, it, as pop goes, they were very well crafted. Um, you know, just good stuff all together. I, I, I will tell you I'm a Neil Geraldo fan. I think he's got a way of playing and writing a hook that works on the guitar. I, I did not know if they were both going in. That was a question. They yeah. were going together. But, yeah, I, I would... Um, uh, yes, I would. Brent, what do you think? Um, I don't think she belongs. Uh, it's nothing, <coughs> you know, again, uh, I put her really a notch below Beck in the hall very good. Uh, she had a, a very good streak of songs. Uh, she was a creature of... Uh, let me clarify this. She wasn't a creature of the video age, but she was able to capitalize on it as well as anybody... Sure, yeah. Um, else was move right into that yeah and and so i but i don't think her music was all of that it, it there's a certain crackle to it i don't disagree it it just doesn't quite make that cut to me okay by the same token you guys both think she'll go in i kind of do yeah i think she's yeah. like you yeah. said about becky was a safe choice i think she's absolutely a safe choice. oh yeah she she was made for this kind of vote yeah. for them i mean i mean you know it's it, they can be empowering to women and edgy at the safe in the same road time. now yeah exactly She's a white girl. I, I would. I will mention one thing though. She did have one of the great set of pipes in that era, though. Well, I mean, that's kind of not been mentioned, and that was her strong point. Yeah, old mezzo soprano. She, she, she I mean, she had this amazing. Uh, I mean, I saw her one time, and you. I dare say, if the crowd had not been as loud as it was. It, you could have heard her without the microphone. Yeah. It was amazing. That's usually the good sign of a, a, of an either an opera trained or an operatic singer. That yeah. said, I don't think she goes in. Uh, I don't. I, I don't think there's the... Uh, uh, I don't see the drag on her for that. Uh, I think she's one of those people that... Again, with some of the other folks who are in here, I think she's going to kind of get pushed aside. I'll be honest with you, even though I don't think she belongs in there, it wouldn't bother me to see her go in. have a lot of fond memories of uh, um, holding her poster up with one hand, and uh, I'd like to see her. You guys are both sitting here looking at me. No, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. No, I'm sitting here going because I'm going, if you think these two have drawn a tepid reaction, what way do you get to the next one? Yeah, I believe the next one is... Yes, it is uh, Kate Kate Bush. Bush. Trade me two Bjorks and drop this bitch. (laughs) Well, you know, <laughs> what's what you, <laughs> I, I think Kate, no, I, this I is, find her unlistenable. This and Pat Benatar Take are both. This and Pat Benatar are both. This is their second year, I think. Being nominated. I think that's right. Yeah. So, well, this what, one what do you think? Man? Keep getting nominated. You know, I, to me, I, I don't listen to Kate Bush, so it's really hard for me to say, like, hey, here's what I think about this, because I'm just drawing it from having occasionally heard a song and knowing vaguely what Kate Bush is, you know. So you don't places. I don't think she gets in. I don't think she belongs in, except for that I could see her going in as an early influence because you don't get a, a Bjork or a Tori Amos or any of that other shit. Shh. Which I again, don't well, listen more to. Sad. You don't get any of that if oh, Kate yeah. Bush doesn't come first. Yeah. So I, I could sure. see her going in not as a performer but as an as an early influence. We'll talk about that. Uh, I'm not even going to ask you because I think we got an idea. I would rather listen to fucking Portishead. Okay, um, than this. I, I don't. I don't understand Kate Bush either. I, I know some people who are just diehard Kate Bush. To me, she's she is. We were talking earlier about Willie Deville mm. and and people like that. She is a great cult artist, and she's one of them for the right person. Mm-hmm. 
it's going to really talk to them. I, and also, but, though, didn't she take like a real long, like decade plus hiatus from? Well, and she, I know I'm a Steely Dan fan, so I, I get. Yeah, I don't you think know, you have the. But but I think that she took it at a time at like '93, where it was right at the time where everybody that she had influenced could have been really like making her look exceptional. She it 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 could be. I I, I think. Okay, first of all, I think she's also one of those, and there's another artist on here. Uh, internationally, she's a lot better known. Yeah. The influence is there. And guess what? This is the American Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Their bias is pretty easy to see. She's Natalie fucking Merchant so, with a sweeter attitude. I don't, Get out of here. I don't think she uh, belongs, and I don't think she'll... God. I say I don't think she'll get in, but now you got me started thinking about that. Uh, the early influence Early thing. influence thing. Um... I don't even know that. I don't. I don't. I just don't see her going in again. It's. 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 It's one of those things. She's too. She's too British. She's. She's cabaret. Mm. Um, she's, she's not. Benedict she's not rock and roll. Well, no, Benedict Cumberbatch has, has got some kind. She's of still got that prissy, inbred, fucking British way about her that just and her voice is like that too. Again, that still matters in the scheme of things. We I, had that discussion earlier. About I want to make sure. I may listen to Kate Bush on the way home just so I can remember I, what the I fuck I want to make I'm, sure. Now, you say no, that you no. don't like. Okay, I just want to make sure we're all yeah. on the same path here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm leaving this kind of, you know, ambiguous, so but vague. the idea. So vague about so how you feel. we all say none of us think she belongs there or she wouldn't be in our Hall of Fame. Right. And um, Matt says she may go in as a Early influence. I don't. I don't even see that happening. Although it's a very reasonable thing to think, it wouldn't completely surprise me. Right. There were um, a lot of pale white girls at that time doing fucking um, music. So I. I put it this way: I, some of the, the, you know, the, as, as being a critic, darling, I think she may have a better chance of going in than Pat Benatar. Maybe. Or as Beavis and Butthead called her, Pat Benatar. Well, that's why I tell you, as far as do I think she'll get in, I really don't know. Because, I mean, people do weird shit all the time. Yeah, I just don't see it. I mean... I don't see she's that that kind of appeal. She doesn't have that kind of critic, uh, cat, critical cachet. So, Matthew, who we got up next? Let's uh, change gears. Uh, Devo. Devo was one of the bands uh, that we all, or three of us, I think, mentioned in our... And there was four of us here at that time. Uh, Reverend Jim was here with us. Devo was one of the bands that had uh, we, we thought belonged in there. All three of us did. Uh, three of the four of us did. Mm-hmm. And I believe we said we didn't think she, they would get in there this time. I think I said was the only one who said I thought they might sneak in. Right. Matt, what do you think? I think that they will get in this time. I think uh, that... You know, it's one of those ways that w- in which the culture has just kind of come far enough to uh, accept it, and I think I think that as much as the Rock Hall wants to to kind of act like it's above the fray, it actually is the fray, uh, and I think that it becomes increasingly uh, obvious who they're avoiding. And they can continue to do th- doing that to Warren Zevon if they occasionally throw a bone to a diva. That's that's a it's a truly dark cynical way to look at it, but I don't disagree. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about Kate Bush? Yeah, <laughs> let's put it this way: it's a lot different than what I think about the next band, Devo. So, so, what do you think about Devo? Uh, I, I think honestly, it, it, 
the big thing there is, you know, you, you have basically two albums that you can say anything about. But when it comes to influence, it's not just on music, which it is there. New Wave doesn't look like that if they're not involved here somewhere. But they gave hope to every male, female that had to hump his fist in that era. If you see anybody playing Stranger Things, Dungeons and Dragons being played on TV, these dorks are the reason why it's acceptable to okay, do this I, shit, I'm gonna, which is enormous. I'm, I'm going to argue with one point. I think there's more than just the two records. I think the there first two, two to me that were worth the first to. two, yes, and and then you had Freedom Now, but even later on they were putting out the like the Devo Muzak album. Does I anybody remember that? I love that. Well, it was, but it that was, was kind of the idea. Of their stuff, or it was crap. But they were robots, they were never so. a rock band no. before they were a. Well, you mentioned cabaret. They well, were cabaret. well, they were artists. They were artists. They considered themselves artists. They went to, they yeah, were from formed an art school, and but they perform. They founded a band that actually had a huge influence. No, and, and they and they in their own little mechanical way, they rocked. You you, you would put would you put them in your personal? Yes, absolutely. I mean, it's unanimous. All of us would put in both. Haircuts, Devo. You don't get any of that without uh, these guys. I think I think they go in this year. I think uh, it's kind of it's one of those things that they uh, yeah they, they will look at them and say, okay, we can't keep like you say ignoring them it's all time. the time. So if all three of us agree that. Uh, Debo should go in and will go in this time. Right. Is that what we're all saying? I think so. All right. Who we got up next? The next are the Durans. Duran and Duran. And I, I'll go on record. There may be sharply divided opinions. Here. I like Duran, but I don't give a damn for Duran. That first Duran, like I say, they're just it's swimming in the other Duran's wake. It's, yeah. it's a, um, Duran Duran is the Tiger Beat magazine of bands. Uh, it's, it's, to me, that's harsh. I don't like pop, pop music. <laughs> it's it what I think when I listen to Duran Duran. No, I, it I, is. I exaggerate. I think Duran Duran is very of their era. I just don't like that era. Uh, it's, it's not because they weren't, they weren't talented musicians or songwriters. I just don't care about it. Um, so my, my personal rock and roll hall of fame doesn't include much from that era. So I don't know that I'm the guy to like, uh, you know, make That's this fair. call. But I think that of of that era, they're an exemplar of it. So people that like that kind of shit That's may their, like Duran Duran. Would do I listen? Is that something I go back and go? God, let me pull out Seven and the Ragged Tiger. No, this does not happen for me. Do I think that they had, you know, a, a, some influence on on their era? Yeah, I do. Are there talent, talented musicians in that band? Oh, yeah. Uh, and they did have a good sense of funk and rhythm. I mean, when you get right past and strip the candy off of it, there's some of that. Do I think they... Did, did they really have enough heft? And is heft necessary for this? Yes, it is, and no, they don't. I, no, I don't think... I wouldn't put them in mind, but... I'm not going to sit there and just tell you they were out now trash. Listen, I've heard worse bands. So. Oh, I, agree. I just I, look. I, I'll, I'll say one more thing. I feel like the thing about Duran Duran and bands like that is that the moment that grunge came along, no one gave a fuck about Duran. Well, I thought Duran. there was hair metal that they did that. Thank God. Well, the the thing. Okay, was was first of all, they're they're Roxy music lot. Yeah. Okay, that's that's it. probably a good descriptor. Um, now remember how you felt about Kate Bush. Yeah. Wait, were you were you for or against her? 
I, yeah, I can't remember now, man. Well, I'm Who twice that. Woman? I'm twice that on Duran Duran. Yeah. Okay. okay. I really, I, I despise this band for a lot of reasons. First of all, to me, they were emblematic. Remember how I said that uh, Pat Benatar was someone who, who made the transition from, to the video age. Right. They were completely prepackaged. Sure. And, and I'm not saying that's entirely bad, but it's something I don't care to listen to. No, that's I never. Bond was very much prepackaged. I this. never thought they were particularly interesting. Uh, I'll be honest with you. They're little that the the musicianship people hype about them is not there to my mind. It's it's I don't care for them at all. Would they I go in my rock and roll hall of fame? No, but I want to say something about Duran Duran. Several years ago, when uh, North Carolina posted a or they passed a law that was you know very very restrictive of trans rights. This is the restroom. Uh, yes. Duran yeah. uh, Duran, and there were a lot of calls for people to cancel their shows in North Carolina because of it. Now, the thing is, when you cancel a show like that, you also hurt concessionaires. Sure. You hurt fans that want to hear that. Yeah. Guys that sell t-shirts. and Duran Duran played their shows there, and all the money they donated, they made, they donated to uh, the LGBT community and uh, organizations that help people who are dealing with the stresses of, uh, of, of uh, transgender well, dysphoria and stuff like that. that. So, yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I don't like them. You'll never convince me they were a great band, <coughs> but I have an immense amount of respect for how they handled it because they, they took an avenue that nobody else wanted to take and Put it on the line for, it. and they also brought a whole bunch of people up that were like, um, had, had, you know, many of these folks that had trouble, had, you know, considered suicide. It they just did a great job, and I, and I appreciate that. You know, I bet that was Duran and not Duran. It was the first Duran. Well, but I can turn off the music. Okay, right? yeah. I don't have to listen to it. Sure, but it doesn't offend me. I just don't no, care for it. It's not my thing. They wouldn't go in mind. That said, it wouldn't surprise me to see them go in. I, they very well may go in this time. I I, I can see it. Uh, I, and that's going to be my my thing is I don't they're not in mine. I think they'll go in. You guys think they'll go in? No, not this time. No. no. That's uh, probably not. I think they will. Um, again, you're talking about a generation now who doesn't quite have the same depth of understanding of what came before them. Right. And uh, I I think they'll go in. I really do. Uh, I'm not going to say I'm going to cry if they don't, but they're, they're not a band I care for. But again, it, it kind of brings us to, to, you know, some of the more important things to look at. And Agreed. they've done a lot of work like that other places. Um, but then they were they made girls on film though, so it all balances out. Yeah, that's not even their worst defense though. I mean, in my opinion. But well, I thought the you know that you know there was a the band video right. that uh, again there was there there's something about them just incredibly uh, contrived and uh, <laughs> yeah. and don't guys don't. T- one more person tells me, oh, man, John Taylor was great. No, he wasn't. Mm-hmm. He was processed, and he turned his eyes oh, up. And I don't just, know that. 
stuff that, that he wasn't he's horrible. pretty fucking good. He no, wasn't man. horrible, but he, 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 to me, it was all... Roger, too. You know, it, it's... Uh, I mean, their material was garbage, but I'm not going to sit here and say that as players they were. Well, we don't now, know. Simon LeBon was garbage as a singer, I can tell you that right now. Guy couldn't... Had the range he was of the crazy air He was stretching. Who got up next? The next uh, uh, artist for your consideration is Eminem. Uh-huh. Marshall Mathers, Slim Shady, other names. All kinds of alliteration. He's Slim Shady, the real Slim Shady. Right. That's what he says. I've seen no proof uh, of his validity. What do you think about Eminem? You know what? I think uh, as as far as hip-hop artists go, Eminem is, is up there. I mean, I think Eminem has solidified his place in, in hip-hop oh, history. Yeah. I, I mean, there's just no doubt about that. He is... The, the product of what came before him, but with the influence of everything that was going to come after, uh, you know, I, I, I think he's, he's great at, at making hooks, at making, you know, songs that people want to listen to again, and making things that are anthemic for a time and place that he grew up in. And, yeah, and his bona fides are yeah, bona fide. I, I, I think he's the real deal as far yeah. as that goes. I think he'll, I think he's, he's got a real good chance of getting in just because I think he's a crowd pleaser. Uh, for a crowd that doesn't include me. One of the greatest moments of my musical life was watching Steely Dan win the Grammy for Album of the Year when he didn't. And it pissed off him, and it pissed off Paul Simon, and it pissed off a lot of people, which is kind of what Steely Dan is about. How, how, how much did Walter and Donald care? Not at all. <laughs> Although they really thought he was pretty good, too. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Well, yeah. You know, I mean, I, who, who didn't, really, at the time? Well, that's the, that's the thing. What, what do you think, Jeffrey? Yes, I think he will. Yes, I think he deserves it. There was a time for about... Well, the funny thing about a lot of uh, hip-hop and, uh, you know, a a lot of urban music, it is literally here today, gone tomorrow. You know, I I could name you a hundred different fucking rappers named Lil something. (laughs) So, you know, I mean, it it comes and goes fast in that particular genre. Having said that, this guy was widely considered by more than a few to be about the best rapper on the planet for about five or six years. Oh, and in that oh game, I, think it, I think it went more than that. And then in that game, that's as big as it needs to be. And I think that conversation is still Eminem or Kanye. Yeah, I, I mean, you and, know, and, and, and I actually lean towards oh, Eminem for and the simplest reason. I, I honestly think, uh, you know, Kanye, to me, there, there are... Talents again with arrangements and stuff like that, but as a pure rapper, I listen. I'm going to go with Eminem on that. Marshall Mathers really has it. So I, that, that's, yes, I think he's there. That's the thing. You're you're talking about the guy who, and and guys, there's some racial politics that that you have to bring into it. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was the first real white rapper to to kind of get I'm respect. Just ignore Vanilla Ice here. That's, yeah, that's but cool. but I mean, he, well, again, to get respect from the hip hop crowd. Yeah. I mean, they really respected him. <laughs> you mean the first one that Suge Knight didn't dangle off a balcony? <laughs> exactly. Well, he, he are we no really snow. considering Vanilla Ice? Like boom, boom, but I, I thought I, I I agree. I think he is. It's it's kind of you know he's almost the Hendrix of rappers. You know, in ter- in in terms of. How he, you know, if his voice is his instrument, he's done things with it that nobody else yeah. has. He's, he's still relevant for a long time. He, he'd be in mind. In a, in a world that was ever-changing. Hip-hop That's changed so Jeff, fast. I agree, And Jeff, he just stayed on top of it. Yeah, I, I mean, he literally, yeah, and I mean, everybody, black and white, bought his shit. All right? I mean, those albums sold. 
universally, and that says it all. He's he's nobody I like listen to no. ever. I I think it's just I, not my kind of stuff. I think I've either. got promo copies of the first two because right. they came out when when I was uh, you know in the business and and I but I think again he's up there to me with with folks like Yes <laughs> or the Foos. You can't not put him in there. Yeah, yeah he's just impossible. too he's just too influential. He's just too good at what he does. Yeah. I, and I agree with you guys. I think he'll go in. I think he's a I think he's a first ballot. Yeah, it's it's not my. I mean, listen, I I'm a big fan. I still listen to to Wu Tang. So I did. This is a genre in which I'm comfortable with some artists. He's not somebody I listen to, but his his footprint on this fucking uh, on that whole industry of hip hop is. There's just no no way to put it other than yeah, he's Hall of Fame right. material. Jeff, I'm gonna tell you something. Wu Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. No, okay, I wouldn't. All right, so we we all think though that uh, Eminem should go in and will go in, and yes, I agree. And in case anybody gets into this uh, little pissy, well, he doesn't belong in there because he's not rock and roll. We'll go over this one more time. Yeah. If you were born after the late 70s hip-hop is an intrinsic part of rock and roll as much as r&b was before so i have no problems at all putting rappers in there and especially somebody of of that particular yeah, whether, whether argument, you, no stacks no motown no rock y'all right. bullshit mm-hmm. no. whether you wanted it to be or not hip-hop is in the rock and yeah. roll hall of fame jay-z's there ll cool yes. j's there you know, we've already that door is you're not closing it. Once it's opened, you have to accept yeah. that if those people are there, Eminem deserves it. Yes, I, I you don't agree. have to like yeah. it. You yeah. just yeah. have to accept it. And you know, I'll tell you what. I'm glad those other ones are in there, and he's not the first one. Right. Um, yeah, he's. he's we have a real right. If he was the first hip hop artist that got in there, you'd be like, "This is some bullshit." Yeah, it really would. Oh, be. I'm sure Chuck D would have already. <laughs> laid down the law on right. that. Brian Flores might have well <laughs> said If you're going to put Eminem in there before Dre, you really are putting the cart before the Now, that is, that is one thing I would or like I to say, though. A lot of those early records were Dre's beats. Dre's, Dre's beats and his production. Yeah. and But um, that's what musical collaboration exactly. is. Exactly. You know, <laughs> this is why we don't just accept that every R&B artist in there is in there because... Jamerson was playing and, and bass you know, on all their albums. And I'm going I'm to I'm I'm tell you something. This is something to think about. Is Snoop Dogg in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I don't um, think he is. I don't think he is, no. I don't think he is. Bow, wow, wow. And if if Snoop... Our researcher is checking into this. Yes. Middle, none I'm of us looking. think he is. I don't think he is, but... No, I don't think he is at all. No. If... Uh, I'm almost certain of it. And he's nobody we listed on our stuff because all our stuff was pretty rock centric. I mean, we Jim and Juice is fun. Gil, but, Gil's um, got there. Well, no, I think Snoop belongs in there. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying, but my point being, I don't listen to a lot of them. No, I, it, it's but you know, Tupac's in there. Um, you know, some of the early Run guys, DMC well, is Biggie in there. Smalls. Run DMC, Public Enemy's so. in. Uh, well, last year they put LL in, mm-hmm. but Snoop is not in there. Okay, there's a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that has LL and. No Snoop. No, I shouldn't say that because LL's got his supporters, right? And they've got a point. But if ladies if, love Cool James, if <laughs> Mama did say knock you out, baby. If you're going to put Eminem there, at some point you've got to start looking. You know. Yeah. Well, looking overlooking Snoop 
to get to Eminem is is a lot like what we've talked about before, overlooking guys like uh, uh, Warren Zevon or yes. overlooking Jethro Tull. It's not about whether you like them or not. It's yeah. about understanding that their influence is such and their success is well, such. and their artistry. They, right. they, they have, it's not, you know, they have a certain level of artistry that they have achieved, a certain uh, a communication they've made with people. It He definitely belongs in there as well. Yeah. So, all right. I agree. So what's up? Uh, who's up next, Matthew? The next artist on our list is the Eurythmics. Hmm. I'm going to take a guess and say we're all pretty close on this one. I would think so. Uh, I think the, the Eurythmics are all well and good. But not great and not Hall of Fame worthy. They had they had one like one or two songs that I know, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, like Sweet Dreams, and then that other one, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. I, I give them a little bit more. Than that. And here's the thing: I will tell you that I do have a considerable amount of respect for Dave, and 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 Annie's got a great voice and everything, but they just never produced enough of anything for me to think that there's groundbreaking See, work here. In the in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, they put out this press release and they tell you who they're going to nominate. And here's how their one on the Eurythmics ends. In 1990, Eurythmics went on hiatus to pursue expansive and award-winning solo careers. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. That has nothing to do with yeah. the Eurythmics. Okay. First of all, their, their solo careers weren't that expansive. Not exp- I mean, yeah. Not, not, yeah. I mean, you don't how many Dave Stewart, Stewart albums do you own? Um, they're, they're between being, one and zero. They were very typical in that they had the first single, then they had the massive single, then they had the second album, which had a couple of top forty hits, but nothing major. Then they had Missionary Man and go, oh, the Eurythmics can do that, and then they were just kind of forgotten about. Yeah. It. And uh, Dave Stewart produced a couple of cuts on Tom Petty and Heartbreakers. So they did a lot of producing. And then um, they were formed in like '99, and I have no idea what they did. Yeah, there's they nothing had, memorable yeah, about that. Right. <laughs> you know, Dave Stewart married a member of Bananarama. That's about the only thing mm, I can think was of. Was it Siobhan? I don't. He married the, the fact you know the fact you know the names you really bothers me. Member of Bananarama. Yeah. Well, if you put it this way, they're an Irish bunch, and Siobhan Fahey you won't forget quick when you try to pronounce Irish or anything in Celtic. You know, I think we all agree that the uh, no. God, God bless the Eurythmics but they're not really again I have a lot uh, of respect for Dave Stewart but that's that's you know that's just okay. as far as that goes I mean so, Dave and Annie sorry short yeah. shrift but you know we one of us here has to get up at uh, what time yeah, you 3.30 so yeah we're, what else we got uh, the next one is Judas Priest and I think you know I think look if, if you say that uh, heavy metal is part of rock and roll and it is. Judas Priest has to go in there. How the because, fuck are they not? Yeah, I mean, once you've accepted Deep Purple and Black Sabbath, which is kind of the the laid the foundation of, of heavy metal to come, then Judas Priest is the next logical choice. Well, I think they, they, they will get in. Uh, I don't know that this think, time. Would you I, put them in yours then? You think I, they I think could? So, yeah, okay. Yeah. There's two things that I know growing up as a teenager in the late 70s. To, to, there, there's a, a lot of uh, ugly that runs through that time on radio being disco that sort of thing if you listen to the type of things that I did grew up on what I did you had two things as far as British heavy metal you had Judas Priest you had Iron Maiden and you didn't have another fucking thing but people who were imitating Judas Priest and Iron Maiden that shit continues to this day it's nowhere near what it was or anything people still do that 
these are still people that have produced albums, songs, and things like that, 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 that are a big part of the soundtrack of people's lives. Yes, Judas Priest should be in. And, and do they get in? Yes, I think they probably will this time. Uh, to me, Judas Priest gets in there for the same reason ACDC does. They have a, and the Foo Fighters. Yes. A sustained level of high quality work. They're, they were they defined heavy metal in that bridge between kind of the sludge rock of, of the of the Midwest and the British rock of Deep, yeah. of Deep Purple, and until we got to that new age of uh, a new wave of heavy metal. You remember that the hair boys with Def Leppard, yeah. who is in, um, and Iron Maiden, who definitely should be. In fact, I, I think they belong in there just. Actually, Iron Maiden, Iron Maiden and Judas Priest. Priest is probably five years older, but they have similar well, timelines. Well, more not that older, but they, they should go. They 70, should believe it or not, I think Priest's first out. Uh, you won't hear much about Sad Wings of Destiny. Well, Rob Halford wasn't on it. No, Rob Halford wasn't on it. He wasn't on until he split when they started doing Ram It Down and shit like not Ram It Down. Hey, for whatever it's worth, though, I think not that one of the criticisms of especially hair metal, but then a lot of heavy metal, too, is that it falls into some of the toxic masculinity things that it people are really not. Priest, no, because you, you've got an openly gay lead singer. And that's part of the joke. In one of the great, you know, but, rock bands. But he wasn't openly gay during that no. period. Right. But all that, that now that's, was a way of saying that yes, you guys was, don't get what I get. Exactly, <laughs> that's just it. He was he was sort of bringing it there uh -huh. um, as much as Lou Reed was. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's... To me, it's just insane that they're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Even heavy metal types do not generally walk around in assless chaps on a fucking stage. Right? Yeah. That's well, just not what to, But heavy metal but, types but, but do Rob agree. Alfred will gladly do that they, for you. Heavy metal types do agree that he is one of the great singers oh, in heavy yeah. metal music. He, he's, he's going... He, the, the fact... He, they, guys, they, like I say, in that between 82 or so and, and, and 78 or so, they defined the genre. As screaming for a vengeance. Uh, you know, they had a streak of great albums. Oh. They've been doing it consistently for a lot of years. And I'm going to tell you what, not only do I think they belong there, I think they will get in. And I think one of the reasons they will get in is because there's a little political play in here, or a little social play, I think, because Rob Halford is gay. Yeah. And he came out. Well, I, think, I think they're going to, I think they'll get in. And I think it's, it's kind of sad because it shouldn't be about that. It should be about the quality of what they did. They belong because of that. They may get in. It's just enough. We've talked about this every time we talk about The Rock. They give short shrift to Prague and they give short shrift to heavy metal. Right. And they would continue doing it to Judas Priest, I think. I mean, they've done it to Iron Maiden, who, who belongs there. I think that will be the difference between them going yeah. in. And well, they'll, they'll do it to Priest, and then they can still justify not ever talking about Jethro Tull ever. Well, I'll give you something yeah. quickly relatable. I Tull goes before I made. I have Should seen have both those bands, and I've seen them multiple times. I've seen Judas Priest twice. And to illustrate Matt's point, that opening moment of, of, of it, well, first off, Cinderella opened the one that, that I saw, and, and everybody shouted Cinderella off stage after they cut their. Set short and gave it the finger. That opening moment where Halford comes down, at that time he was coming down with a Harley with Mike stuck in the tailpipes, as you can imagine. That's your. Oh, ago. God. Yeah. That is nothing like when he hits that opening vocal in something like uh, Genocide or Center. I mean, and then you begin to realize what all the hubbub's about about his vocals at that time. He really did. Yeah, he was. And as a band, they just. Know? 
If it's I'm, a pure oral attack. If I'm not mistaken, too, it seemed, I think Judas Priest covered like diamonds and rust. They did. Yeah. 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 And, 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 they covered and, Green Man Alicia, Peter Green. Yeah, but you can. That's kind of a you know that that lends itself. It didn't to, seem like the that. That lends thing. itself to what they were doing though, because basically heavy metal is is blues with a little different feel to it. But doing something like that, um, it shows that they got a little bit of a different. I, I, yeah, they they belong. They should go. Um, and if yeah. it doesn't, that's just one more reason for us to go up to Cleveland this year and piss on the wall. So. Or just piss on Jan Winter if you can find him. Yeah. Yeah. You might enjoy it. I was going to say, I think, I think yeah. Jan probably digs it. Golden shower of hits for him. Yeah. What else we got? Who's next? Uh, the next one is a guy we talked about, uh, or at least here. hit on, in our, uh, in our uh, who should be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcast, was uh, Fela Kuti. And I think this is another one that you could say, oh, let's put it in as an early influence because he is so kind of foundational and Afrobeat and, uh, you know, some of the world music Fucking stuff. Fucking is Afrobeat. That, you know, that kind of David Byrne would come to exemplify yeah. later in his career. And, world music. Yeah, right, exactly. But, uh, man, I, I just don't see the Rock Hall throwing him a bone. I just don't see it. It'd be, it'd be great. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just don't think he has enough work that you would call non-collaborative. Everything with him has been just about. It's been with somebody else that you would know. It's been with somebody else, and and I love the guy personally, yeah. man. I and mean, I think the other thing is that you know he's been dead for what twenty-five years dead, now. No, but it's yeah. been longer than that. He's been dead for a while. You know, I just don't see the Rock Hall feeling any particular compunction to oh now's the time yeah. unless it's a big social thing like what you're yeah, saying and I, think I don't it think it will be because remember how he died right right um well he died of AIDS yeah um, but I'm, I mean and and which was a, a huge problem in Africa at that time you know what and to, to add to what you're saying here I, I I have I actually thought about this last year I noticed in a couple of different uh, pop culture moments, including one in which there was a Tiffany ad with uh, with Jay Z and Beyonce in it, and behind them was a previously uh, unpublished, unseen Basquiat painting. And I think that Basquiat is now coming to the. Uh, he's having a kind of cultural moment. His paintings are worth as much as Jackson Pollock's or any other contemporary artist at this point. And I think that Fela Kuti is. Has some of that same kind of uh, uh, you know social je ne sais quoi that uh, certain thing. Would you call me? Yeah, exactly. And, and I'll say it again too if I can yeah. pronounce it. But I think that that, that there you, you, you barely got right, there the first time. There's a social moment. There may be a uh, like a zeitgeist moment that's calling back to these people. I I'm, I would I will tell you I wouldn't mind seeing it. Uh, to me, if you if you just look at you know. The, Everybody wants the guy. One time, everybody wants to play with the guy. That's sort of everybody wants him there. Everybody wants him involved. In, uh, his cultural impact uh, on the music is enormous. I, you know, but I you, like you say. I the first time I ever remember hearing him was uh, Ginger. Yeah, was on was he in the out that live album he did yep. with Ginger Baker, and it was a different kind of funk. It was. It was. Uh, I mean, it was. It was. It, it was. But it was in its own way as as. It's so explicit. Fucking yeah. It, it's you know again partly is there's that non-American bias. Yeah. 
I don't think there's. I, th- I think there's too many people who actually, even though they are familiar with an, with a lot of, they're in that circle to vote. They're going, who's Fila Cootie? Yeah, you know, I, I just, I don't think he's got the kind of of that. But again, I will tell you this, and I I really didn't think about that until <laughs> you'd mentioned it earlier with uh, um, Kate Bush as well. Uh, that's how Kraftwerk got in. Mm-hmm. And world music is not it, it, it plateaued, but it, it it came a thing. And he and uh, Peter Gabriel were yeah. probably the two biggest proponents yeah. of it. And oh, I shouldn't say proponents, but they were, they were both two indicators of where it could go. One guy's sure. a white guy who picked it up, and the other guy who was yeah, original maybe like a Paul Simon, yeah, Daddy Smith, Black um, kind of thing. I, both of them disappeared into the woods with Rosanna Arquette. Too. Um, so. I you know I would not. I, honestly, whether he belongs in there, I don't know. I just don't know that he has right. that kind of university. I don't think he'll get in unless it is as a, uh, as you said, as an influence. Yeah. But but it, that said, I do like the guy. That, so, well, and I think Jeff, you'll agree with me. If if you're listening to us, uh, you should check out Phelan. Yeah. You should. You should. Oh, it's it's, it's well worth your time, and it because it's it's. It's a bit of an acquired taste, but once you you sort of what was of that one it. water no good enemy or uh, yeah, yeah. It, like this, he he really he yeah, he's stuff. you you can you can kind of compare him uh, to Bob Marley a little bit yeah. who, there, there, who, there, no there, there is very it, it, let's put it this way if you listen to that if you listen to things like Budos Band or Antibalus, then this is something where you'll go I I, I get it now. Because it's there. If if you listen to stuff like, like David uh, Byrne, yeah, yeah. If you're that um, repressed, by God, you'll find it. It's so. it's it's like I say. We're we're all not choosing, or I'm not choosing them on mine. Were you guys choosing them in your all? No, Jeff, you kind of gave a little. I, no, bit I, but, I mean, but nonetheless, I mean, it's one of those things where I still, you know, just a lot of respect. But I'll put it this way: if he makes it in, even as a, as a, well, I think we'll all be. It will show us that the, the Hall of Fame is actually thinking about something, right? And and Maybe I would sort of love to see it. And if it helps him get a little bit better of an audience, I'm all for it. Yeah, because in some ways the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has become like a Oprah's Book Club sticker that yeah. an artist can like yeah. put on their tour and say Rock and Roll <laughs> Hall of Fame, Nominated. you know, uh, inductee, blah blah, Foo Fighters or whatever. Uh, but yeah. it's it's one of those bands that you know everybody heard of the Foo Fighters. Fela's not somebody that's very familiar, and and I think he should. I think he deserves. He's one of those artists deserving of wider recognition. Well, and like I said earlier, you know, you have to dig music about Pat Benatar. If one of her songs came on in a in a compilation, you know, playlist of other Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees or nominees, you wouldn't think twice about it. If if Fela came on there, you'd be like, "What? what, You like? Hold on, what is this?" (laughs) And you know, I'll tell you this: I've never heard any or seen anyone who who has heard. Fella initially that didn't go oh yeah, yeah. you know it's it's that kind of it's but if you of, know you know yeah right. I mean um all right who's up next the next one is this is probably going to be relatively unanimous yep because we've talked about it before yep. MC five should be hopefully will uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I, they're they're gonna get in this time. They, they damn may, if they don't you know what they may go under that early <laughs> that's influence. what I was they could say. they could. Because uh, they were one of the biggest goddamn influences ever. But they were on so much. I mean, um, the, there's no the fact that they're not in there 
is is going to me almost as much as Warren Zevon. Yeah, because um, of the kind of people that they have put in there, they've put so many people in there that wouldn't have been there if MC5 hadn't been there first. Uh, exactly, and and you know it's not just influence. You can listen to to kick out the jams or Born in the USA or. or their stuff still crackles. Raw. It still... Yeah, go listen to Ramblin' Rose and tell me you're not yeah, having God. a damn good time. Damn, yeah. Well, it comes down to... To me, the way I was going to describe it, if nothing else, if not another damn thing, what comes after? With this band, it is because they literally have influenced anybody that ever wanted to turn the amp all the way out and play it. You know what? They've influenced bands Man. you wouldn't think of. Yeah. Alice Cooper... Uh, they they had an influence on Funkadelic. Now, yeah, that, they well, that now surprise Funkadelic me. had an influence on them, sure. too. But they they were one of those groups that really had a, a they 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 carried a, a, a they had a very large reach, and they were still putting out you know four or five albums in. It was still powerful stuff, um, and I still listen to them. Yeah, I, I don't. You can. They're, they're, they're somebody I still listen to. I just I, again, this is one of those things where it's like we live in a world where the MC5 is not yet in the Rock and Roll of Fame, but the Ramones are. Yep. Exactly, and no disrespect to the Ramones. No, but just that Ramones should be there too, but not before no. the guys they comped. You know. No, but we've got somebody else we're going to talk about in a minute that kind of tipples that. Well, but here's my thing: I'm anybody that wants to wave, and, and people do, if you want to wave the Stooges at me, I go, boy, you should hear this. I, I agree. I agree. I think I'm gonna tell you what, guys. There's something in that water up in Detroit. Yeah, big time. I'm telling yeah, we, we you, should, we should throw out the Motor City Five. The, that yes, the, 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 you know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should have been in Memphis. If not Memphis, it should have been in Detroit. Yeah, and and I've been to it. It's Cleveland a, doesn't rock enough. It's it's a wonderful. It's a good city. It's a great <laughs> it's a good city. city. Uh, and and it's it's a great place to go if you, if you get a chance. We need a road trip probably, uh, but it's it's. It's an amazing just to see what all's in there. Sure, but I don't associate it the way I do those other two. No, no, I don't. I, and, it's and not it's, the birthplace of no. rock and roll. So let's tear it down, move to to Memphis, and give the MC five their due, and we'll be happy. Can we agree on that? Yeah, yeah, I'm happy. You can put it in that uh, bass pyramid or whatever the hell that thing is. No, it is a pyramid. Yeah, it's, it's cold. I think I've told you that's the coldest I've ever been in my life. <laughs> is walking from my car. It was, and it was like. March March 29th. Mm-hmm. It was my wife's birthday. We'd gone up there. It was kind of a, you know, we went up there, go to the Rock Hall thing, went to Canton, went out to eat at a great restaurant up there called the Mad Greek. And if we go back, I hope it's still the there. And uh, it was Greek and Indian food. It was just kind of, oh, it was great. I can live with that all but, day long, uh, But um, that morning, we ran into a vicious snowstorm on mm-hmm. the way up there. This is March, okay? Right. We're... We're, we're in spring, and so it took us a little bit longer to get there, and there was no more real snow or not much snow on the ground, but the icy wind coming off Lake Erie there, because it's right, it. there, yeah, it's right Lake there on Lake Erie, the I've never been that cold in my life, and it has nothing to do with what we're talking about. I'm sorry to go off on a tangent. Who we got next? The next what one on our list is the New York Dolls. Um, and I think, you know, New York Dolls is one of those that, that look, if you're going to say anybody's an early influence, uh, New York Dolls belongs in there. I wouldn't have a problem with them being in there, just, you know, as performers or the, the main category. But to me, it's like, you know, look, the, these guys, uh, 
they were ahead of their time. And, and, and their time defined a lot of what was going to come after so in terms think, of its... Uh, you think they belong? I think so. I, again, it's not a band I'm going to listen to personally a whole lot. Right. But But I think just what they were, what they did, and then how much that kind of rippled out into other things. How, do you think they'll go in? God, I... See, again, that's one of them we could say in early influence again. Yeah. But I don't think you can keep do it to both MC5 and the Dolls, and given my we choice do. between the two... Uh, MC5 gets the cut. I think but, MC5 gets the cut. But too. will the dolls get the cut? Because again, it, they're a little better known. You know, it's right. in New York. Well, see, this is the thing we talked about. I said, you know, how do how do the Ramones get in there if if uh, yeah. MC5 aren't? You could say the same thing about, about the Ramones the and, and the dolls, yeah. and then you could say it about Kiss or Guns N' Roses or a bunch of other bands that I think have some kind of uh, family tree lineage back to the uh, yeah. the dolls and. I, I'd like to see them in there eventually. I don't know if this is the time. Actually, they're contemporaries um, of Kiss, and well, yeah. and Kiss. But I'm saying it. The Kiss, Kiss is, was kind of considered the the bigger boy on the block, right? What about you? I, if you can just stick quotations around, Matt. I it's one of those things. Do I listen to it personally? No, I don't find it entertaining enough for my ear. But I'm not going to deny what they did, who they are, and 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 the influence they had because. Between they and Kiss, I mean, that was pretty much... They, they were putting a lot of the cabaret into rock and roll at that point. Man. Especially when they were doing it with the dolls, halftime, and drag stuff. So. The question is, is there any chance... You know, we go 75 more years and the Rock Hall has to go, look, we, well, we got to put in somebody. Do we do we get a Buster Poindexter slash oh New York Dolls? You know, I... Actually, seventy-five. David Johansson's in there a bunch of times. So. I'm just hoping seventy-five years from now they're not going in. Once again, nominated MC Five. <laughs> right. That they turned into the Erica Kane for the of, first uh, time. Warren uh, Zevon. Which one? Tortellus gets in before exactly. They get in. I, and I'm gonna tell you about if you remember when we did. They were nominated last time, and we did our show. I told you guys I went and listened to uh, you know the, what would be considered the, the the more identifying album from each artist. And I listened to pretty much the entire Dolls output, and I was amazed at how transparently thin it was. It really was not very good. And I, for that, when Kiss has better musicianship than you, then you know. Well, that's just it. I mean, they they had the image; they may have an influence, but they were they were ultimately just kind to me kind of a paper tiger. And you know, I don't think they'll go in. Then again. That's one of those things that could be flipped. They could go in instead of MC5 because of the, the name recognition and, yeah. and the fact that they're uh, from New York. I, but they certainly won't go in my Rock and Hall of Fame. Do you guys think they'll go in? I, I don't. Okay. Uh, not this time. Yeah, I, I agree. I don't either, but did I really just reference Tortelvis? <laughs> You've done it before. What the fuck? I, I don't think I've brought Glenn up at any time. Yeah, you you brought Tortelvis up, absolutely. Well, other than a plaster... Uh, I think you plaster caster. I, I think you remember we were talking about our that. double albums. I have to check. Okay, but, uh, maybe. Yeah. What's up next? So this next one, this is probably going to be a fun conversation. Dolly Parton. Um, and 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 here, look, this is this is one I think I hate doing this. One. A lot of people are going to have problems with. I, I'm going to take a step back and say what what we talked about in private before we started this. Dolly Parton belongs in the Human Hall of Fame. Yes. yes. Uh, Dolly Parton is a great person she sent my kid the first book she was ever interested yes. in she's a hell of a songwriter a world-class performer a, a good honestly good person um 
my initial response is she doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and Dolly Parton isn't rock. But in the same way that we ju- have just said Eminem has to go in because hip-hop uh, is part of the thing, isn't Johnny Cash in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? I, that's a completely different thing. Yeah, I, I, no, I, I think if, if we've opened the door for saying country music belongs... Is she not... How many country artists, though, past 60 are in the Rock and Roll Club? George Jones is not in there. No. Uh, Willie's not in there, I don't think, is he? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, um, uh, guys, you know, great country artists. A lot of those early country guys were in there because... Because they're They were an influence. Yeah. Dolly wasn't an influence. I mean, I get... Look, and Hank, she, and Hank she, is one thing, but... Yeah, Hank... Yeah, but, Hank is one thing, like Johnny is. But, Carl Perkins. But, Car- but Dolly Parton, A, she... She was a country artist who only who went pop. Yeah. Right. Now there's nothing wrong with her making mm-hmm. her money, and like I say, if everyone who made money did the things that Dolly does, the world would be in a lot of place. And so, guys, guys, we have to say we're from Tennessee. Right. Um, we're all part of Dolly. Dolly is our walk the face of the earth. Yeah, Dolly is is our gal. Um, but you know she doesn't belong in Cooperstown either. No. Right. Although here's, she threw out a first ball. Here's the, the other point I want to make. Uh, I think it's dangerous for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, as beloved as Dolly is, to put her out as a nominee and not induct her. I think they run the risk of pissing off people who just like Dolly. Because for those people, it's not a they're not going to have the discussion we're having. Do you think she'll go in? I think there's a real good chance. It, she is not in my... This pick is everything that is wrong, wrong with, with the Rock and Roll Hall. It is a yeah, pandering pick... They're trying to show, look how wonderful we are. Um, oh, there's another one coming up that and, signifies that to me, too. Well, there may be, but I mean, yeah. this one, is to me, was the first one I heard when I first That's heard it. I thought, God, why would you even consider that? You know, and the first, I'm going to tell you, the first person I thought of was Cher. Cher's not in there, nor right. should she be. Um, <coughs> and and Dolly Parton is far more, <coughs> you know, musically talented than Cher. Yeah. And... But I, I just don't. Jeff, you, do you think she, no? Do you, guys, no, do you think she'll no, be No, and, and, you know, it, it, the only reason it pains me to say it is because, honestly, I mean, they could deify the woman and I would support it, but she just, it, it ain't rock and roll, man. Yeah, we'll it, put, it wasn't even related. I'll tell you this There's right. no Sun Record tie-in or no, anything like that, like the old country rockabilly guys that switched over. It's just not there. Here, here's like saying, Let's put it this way. Kenny Rogers has a better case. Than she does. Yes, I, I, I agree. Uh, that's a that's a, a brutally honest way to look at it. I'll tell you how I look at it, guys. MC Five for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Dolly for Sainthood. Yeah, okay. I mean, I'd be fine with that. I, I, I don't think she'll go in. I don't think she will. I don't. I hope not. This might just be a bit of politeness. Really. I, I think it's just you know kind of that momentary thing. I don't think once uh, again we didn't really talk about, it, but there's also a. Uh, uh, one artist goes in due to fan voting. Right. Uh, I think it's Judas Priest was in first place for this one, if I'm not mistaken. I last I checked, looked at the, the um, and, you know she may have, but no, I don't, I don't, I really don't think she'll go in. Um, you think it might be just because they nominate her, they'll put her in, and yeah, I, I, just, I hope that's not the case. Well, I don't think any of us have a lot of faith. in in the Rock Hall, as we no, that's true. I mean, but I, I don't even think I don't think it'll go that far. They, they ain't done shit to earn it either. Let's put it that way. And, and once you put in Dolly Parton, you know, is Garth Brooks next? Yeah. 
Hannah um, Montana might. Or, you know. Exactly. Ooh, I, yeah, it probably belongs in there more. You know, at least she recorded with Metallica. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't think. I don't think. Uh, Dolly, did you find out if uh, Willie was in the Hall of Fame? I, I don't see Willie on the list. I don't think he is. I mean, if you got, you know, I don't think Chris Christopher's in there. And we're talking about great songwriters, like we're talking about Warren. I consider Chris Christopherson. He's, he's the second greatest songwriter song next to Dylan, but he's not a rock and roller, but he would have more of a chance. I, I just don't see... I'd put Towns in before I put either, any of them But in. Towns has a rock and roll edge so to it. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, um, Towns considers himself a pure country. Yeah. Artist, he All thought right. he was. Who's next? The next one is uh, someone that could not be further from Dolly Parton. Yeah. Rage Against the Machine. Which is a band I personally just, for whatever reason, despise. I've never, I've been, I've been uh, told by people who seem like they know stuff that their guitar player uh, was really good. You didn't hear uh, that from me, but I hate him. I actually like. Uh, Tom, is it Tom Morello? Tom Morello. Yeah. Uh, I just don't care for them. I, this goes back to my days working in a music store. I have a hard time with a band called Rage Against the Machine asking me to set up their fucking cardboard standee. <laughs> You know, it's just like at some point, and you're going to, you know, like, oh, let's use Che Guevara to sell albums and T-shirts and shit. I just don't like it. Yeah. And I so know, I don't I like them. I think and there's so, a level of, of uh, uh, almost uh, shit ignorance. Poser. shit ignorance. You right. know, I think there's, there's a bit of poser to the whole affair. And, and these guys, I'm not going to tell you they haven't done things, though. Uh, that What they did to... Uh, I, I like them. Like a few... Yeah, what they did to Maggie's Farm by you know by Dylan, I mean they, which is already a song that's a little bit pissed off, and they were well well positioned to actually fucking put it out there. They, they they were they were incredibly, but naive to me. They are. And, this and, was and like, but, but there's something to be said. But do for they that rock? Too. Absolutely, they do. And, and and you know, look, they they sold a ton of albums, which it, whether we like it or not is part of it. They they did rock. They, they rocked in a way that was a little bit of a kickback to bands that had come before. And, and there was nobody doing what they, what they did, did when they did it. Yeah. Like that. Um, Evil Empire came out at a time when you listened to it and you went, shit, nothing sounds like that. And I, and I did get what they were saying. So. And, and I'm going to tell you this. The rhythm section is fucking great. I was about to say, if you don't want Tim Comerford, what's that, wrong that with you, That rhythm section tears shit up. That's why Maggie's um, Farm works like it does. That, that said, I mean... I think they'll go in. Given what think, they do, the unique nature of what they did at that time, and it was mm-hmm. because nothing else sounded like it. I think they'll go in. I, there was there was Zach Della Roca doing that rap meets you know, yeah. I mean, Anthrax was that doing combination of, of hip hop and rock was you know they weren't the only people doing it. No, but, but they were. None of us think Limp Biscuit deserves to ever oh. be in. They don't deserve to be in the same city that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's in, even if it is well, Cleveland. Guys, we, we Can we get a vote for Stained and Lincoln Park? If, 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 you're not, if your influences aren't in there, should you be? Right. No MC5. Oh, yeah. I, I you know, uh, it, it's, yeah. I, I do think Rage will go in. Uh, I don't. Possible. They would. I would not choose them for mine. Right. I, what do you guys think? I think they're a good choice. I, uh, I think they'll go in. I, I, yes or no? I, I honestly don't know whether they'll go in or not. I do know. Do you think? You, if you that's what I'm telling you. I, I, I really. If don't I had know. to put a gun to your head, you say they will or won't. Okay. Uh, all things considered, yeah. See, I, that's just it. I, I, I think a lot of the hall thinks the same way you do. Well, you almost have to. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, and, and well, I'm don't fine turn, with that. Don't turn putting a gun to my head an indictment of my choice on this. No, I, I mean, make a choice. I, 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 I think no, that's how I'm right, forced to. So I think you're absolutely right. Because at some point, we do have to accept that it's not about personal taste. It's about, like, yeah, of course, of course that band is, is a seminal rock and roll band. They are as uh, kind of a, an exemplar of their era Early to mid '90s uh, rock and roll, as yeah. anybody you're going to find that was that was releasing yeah. albums. Well, see, right that's kind of how I have to look at. Because if it was a Hall of Fame of Jeff's favorites, I'd get run out of fucking town. Yeah, but but we're, we're look. I'm saying, yeah. look at the people that are voting. Look at the environment. That's what I'm saying. Do yeah, we I think, think they they'll go in? Yeah, yes. that's what I'm saying. Yes. But it I makes no they they will. on that. One. Well, I, yeah, I don't know. That I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, I would, this is man. I think will go in. Who we got next? The next one is Lionel Richie. Hello, it's Lionel Richie. Yes, because he was part of the Commodores, nothing else. Uh, you know, I, I think I think Lionel, Lionel Richie uh, is, it's easy to, I, I want to say maligned, and I don't even mean that in a pejorative way, but it's like he is he is pop. He is not rock and roll. That's, when he was R&B, he was pop R&B. But and he that's wasn't fine. a major... Driver he, in correct. that early Commodore show. That's what I'm exactly. saying, and that's the part that makes it. Yeah, I mean, he came up with some of the ballads later. He was, a, he was, yeah, he's Burt Bacharach. But you, yeah. but you have sanctified and Brickhouse because of things yes. like that, which matter. Yeah, yeah, I, but but so those so, are wrong. But, but here's the thing: as much as I'll say that, uh, what Lionel Richie was is he's right, probably. right behind Michael Jackson in terms of his overall popularity as a pop musician. When he was at his peak, when he was at his peak, but not Michael the longevity. Jackson, but his longevity was—he was only big for like two albums and a few years. He did not have Michael Jackson's durability. Um, he, you know, the question here is my question. You know, I'll tell you this: I say no on both counts. I don't think he'll go in. I don't think he deserves to. I think that's fair. I don't think that Endless Love deserves to be in the rock. No, I was going to oh, use, use, use Pity Lover as an example. Yeah. I'd beat him up for that. There, I mean, he wrote Let's put it this way. If Air Supply ain't in, then he ain't <laughs> fucking in. I agree. I mean, what he did was... And you know what? Again, good man. Yeah, oh, he's yeah. done a lot of good work. Yeah, I got no hunter. problem with Truck with that. Um... And I do love the Commodore stuff. I think it's he's got good. a co-writer credit on We We Are the World. If I'm not mistaken. Well, I think about forty-seven but, of them did. Didn't but he he yeah he he wasn't a major driver of mm-hmm. the Commodore's funky stuff. No. And uh, we can probably give him easy. Yeah, no, easy. Right. And, and, um, you know. Again, like I said, it's sanctified, which is actually one you don't hear much. It's a great tune. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. But, but but you know. And I, I it was he, I mean he was nominated for six. Uh, Song of the Year Grammys, which the only person ever to match that, Paul McCartney. But that doesn't matter. Well, there's times when I think he shouldn't be for some of the shitty release. But well, that's just it. I mean, but again, now let's let's take this. He caught lightning in the bottle for about five years. Let's take this back. I could see him being in there as an early influence because of his influence over stuff that that was a certain kind of R and B that came after that. Your uh, Babyface. Uh, those kind of he's the epitome of top forty radio. Over overproduced R and B, I think, yeah. owes him something. I, but he wasn't R and B. 
Those songs he did were not all night long and that kind of stuff. All night long, but they were R&B charters, weren't they? All night long could have been a Barry Manilow song. Oh, it is. I'm not sure it wasn't. Yeah, it was. You know, there's, there's, there's no. It's it's top forty fucking rating. But again, we're saying say you say me not be may not be a great exemplar of rock and roll. I'll put it this way: no one who ever recorded a song called "Hello" should be in the rock and roll. We just we just said Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers didn't record. He did record. It was Lady, but, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> we go back with, with third edition, though. I see. Listen, he, I just dropped in to see what condition my condition was in. That's I'm, great. I'm, third edition. It was first edition. First edition. How many editions were there? Well, yeah. well, that was the first band. Yeah, the second, was, first. Yeah, the second edition. Um, and, uh, you know, and I, I, I just, no. To me, it's a, it's a, to me, it's not even no. It's a hell no. Yeah, I just and, don't and you know see what? Well, he wouldn't I, be in mine. I put it this way. Someone actually said this about Whitney Houston, who did go in. Right. But they said, uh, Whitney Houston was the kind of music radio stations played when they didn't want to play rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, I don't want to hear thing. music Luther fucking play. Yeah. It's a local reference, guys. Sure. Sorry. I would actually give Whitney... A better chance, or, or I mean, a better yeah, argument I for agree. going than I would line up. I, I would too. I would too. So, she had a little bit of funk in there. Yeah. The, she, uh, what's she, that? How would I know? She sang that material record years ago. Yeah. You know, stuff like yeah. I don't. So are you? Are you gonna uh, be the dissenter here and tell us? No, I think Richie is an unheard genius. <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. I think. I look. I think Lionel's. If if it's pop music uh, Hall of Fame, Lionel has a better chance. I, I don't. I'm not disparaging his uh, musicianship. I just don't think he's rock and roll Hall of Fame. No, it has nothing to do with. I think he'll go in, but he wouldn't be in mine. I don't think we'll go in this year. I, I, th- I, I think they'll vote him in eventually. He's the type artist. Okay, that but they this just, year, this year, do you think he'll? Go in? No, no. See, I, I think, think they'll make him wait. Yeah. I don't, I don't think wait. he'll go in at all. I'll be honest with you. He, he might, but yeah, I just I, don't see him as a. Again, first ballot. Again, it boils down to if you have a rock and roll Hall of Fame and you got Lionel Richie but not Warren Zevon, you don't yeah. have a fucking rock right. and roll Hall of yeah. Fame. So, like, so one if writes you, saccharin and the other one writes fucking bitters. Let's 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 say that, that let's say that we're 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 in what city? Muskegee we're, we're we're somewhere uh-huh. in the middle of nowhere. We don't smoke no marijuana. And, and tonight there's two though. shows. There's a at one venue Jethro Tull and at the other venue Lionel Richie. Which one is the rock and roll station in that town? I'm going to give tickets away. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I mean, th- there are certain qualifiers. He's you know Lionel Richie is not even a pop with a rock edge like no, that. it's like, not like just straight top pop. forty you know, Like you said, he's Burt Bacharach yeah. removed yes. a couple of uh, decades. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I I would see Leonard Cohen go in ten times before I would. Oh, I, yeah, he's in. Yeah. yeah, no, that's but what I'm saying, I, and you and it's hard to identify because yeah, I I tend to think of Leonard Cohen as writing standards. But, but there's a certain now there's a certain dark challenge. Yes, what there Leonard is. Cohen, and all Lionel Richie wrote Pavlin. Mm-hmm. Period. He wrote lighthearted shit. It was Pat. And, uh, yeah. There's a million adjectives. I can stick to it. So who, who's You're saying Leonard Cohen wouldn't have written Dancing on the Fuck, <laughs> man. I would like to hear him cover, <laughs> cover it. Cover it? With that voice? Oh, there's yes. a lot of things I'd like to hear him cover, too. buddy. Yeah, All right, our next choice, uh, probably a little bit. Our lips are sealed. At least, at least more palatable to a rock audience, uh, possibly. Carly Simon. Not somebody I'm uh, crazy about. But I mean, you know, 
she did enough stuff that's like again it, it would if you put it on a classic rock you're so vain or one of those in a classic rock uh, uh, station people would be like all right whatever I I think I think Carly Simon's uh, overall catalog is probably a little bit weak compared to some yeah. other nominees. I would put her in only if we can use James Taylor to fill in the potholes in the fucking road. How about that? Because I don't like James. I, yeah, I don't either. I, I, but, but, I, but James before Carly Simon. You, no. Would you put Carly Simon? How do you feel about no, that? No, no, I would not. Here, she is a folk artist to me. You know, I don't, I don't think she belongs. I don't think she'll get in. She did it. Uh, the Spy Who Loved Me. Come no, on. Everybody I don't, likes I, I, I don't think so. She, she, uh, <laughs> she's kind of the... Uh, you know, she's not much more than Lionel Richie to me. At least Lionel Richie, you know, had... Okay, Jim Sells and I use a... a, a so our litmus test sometimes is um, if you take an artist and you can, and you can... All you really need is their greatest hits. They're not rock, they're not rock and roll Hall of Fame material. Right. Okay? Um... I don't even want her to get stints up. I was going to say, I don't even know if you get a whole side. No. Uh, you have songs that were released and hit because, I don't know, maybe she was blowing David Geffen at the time. I, no, I thought she was hot. Or maybe James was blowing because David she wondered Geffen who, that's possible. Because she wondered who was so vain. Exactly. Uh, didn't we? Didn't they say it was, uh, who was oh, it? they finally figure it Yeah, out? we've heard, I've heard three the different Warren fucking Baby, answers. That's what I heard. Yeah, I, mean. um, I still think it was probably Mick Jagger. He's on it. Exactly. He does sing on it. Um, I just think Marianne Faithful might The idea of him singing You're So Vain to himself would be hilarious. Well, again, Leonard Cohen singing You're So Vain. I'd pay to hear that. Yeah, right. We're all agreed. I still want to hear do our lips are sealed. I don't, I don't, yeah, well, she's not a, she's nothing against the lady. No. And and by God, her album covers were certainly something worse than Yeah, they were. But, more than once. I mean, and you know, the fact that she was. That, I mean, she was she was hot. They okay, were. Let's mince words. Let's be sexist assholes. She was hot. She was really attractive. And the fact that James Taylor was with her gave us all. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let's put it this way. Her album, like covers, her album covers had as much value as the Sears Roebuck catalog did for 12 and 13 year old boys. Oh, yeah. So. Actually, her album covers had more utility than the music yeah. that was in them. Yeah, okay? they did, really did. <laughs> Right. Well, we're gonna, we're, you know, if anybody actually does tune that part in, well, we're gonna hear. We're going, it yeah, we will. Who else we got? Uh, the next one is a tribe called Quest, and to me, God, if you, if you're not gonna put somebody in as an early influence, what are you doing? A tribe called Quest is is absolutely early influence to hip hop, but that crossover uh, fusion of hip hop and rock, they're they're right there. You know, I mean, and now again, I can say that because we got Gil Scott Heron in there finally, who's the the progenitor, uh, right? But to me, Tribe Called Quest, man, those guys, uh, they they were musical hip hop, uh, and not all hip hop to me is uh, is palatable to an audience that isn't primed for hip hop. It's it's easy to sound like fast talking and hard beats. They did more than that, uh, and and they were they got quick out of that suck my dick mode 
Oh, you know, they, they, it was not I mean, just Luther, Luther Campbell. Yeah, it was. It was not. I mean, they were. They they, they had explicit language because that, that, that was the language that was spoken. The first where they came album from. I remember getting was "People's Instinctive Travels and the Paths of Rhythm." You don't name your album no. that if you're trying to appeal to that crowd, right? You're you're trying to to do something. What do you think? To me, they were they were doing stuff that, you know, similar in, in the vein to like Arrested Development, if anybody remembers that. Oh, I, I was going to bring up Arrested which Development. that was, to um, me, really innovative stuff. Also, I'm going to tell you what, if you're, if, are, do you think they belong in the Hall of Fame? And would you, you I, think I, it's kind of a mix, but I, I'm not sure, but I, I don't see, I mean, they had, a, they had a big influence on what came after, especially for, for that period in the 90s when we were getting intelligent fucking rhymes rather than gangster rap. And, but that were one reason why we were. I know. That's what I'm saying. Um, and I think that, that, you know, we talked about this before. How can you put in band A if band, or band B if band A wasn't already yeah. in there? I think, you know, we already said Eminem deserves to be there. And I don't think Eminem exists without Tribe Called Quest. Quest. Because that's very look, possible. So Dr. Dre at one point said Tribe Called Quest recorded that album uh, Low End Theory because the, as a reaction to NWA straight out of Compton. Yeah. Oh, but Dre said if he hadn't heard Low End Theory, he would never have made the Chronic. No. Yeah. I mean that's he, he, the it path. Was, it was it was he it's also the path in a circle. So if you're gonna put uh, some of the bands or some of the the hip hop acts actually saw, talked about. I, Tribe is one of those those bands that gets an immense amount of respect from producers and other artists. Sure. Um, and I'm going to tell you something. They were kind of them and the Jungle Brothers, and one of my favorites, De La Soul. Yeah, that's great. Was was kind of part of that same movement. They were, and De La still putting out albums a couple of years ago. Um, and they've never they're, again. They're kind of a cult favorite, but they were. I thought that's where hip hop might be headed. At that time, it was at that yeah, time. Yeah, I, I felt like yeah, but it, it just never quite. No. Um, I just don't think it was there wasn't as, there wasn't enough candy in that stuff because that's basically what gangster rap in a lot of ways turned into was just it was candy well, noise. Well, it was that yeah. Their stuff was kind of a, a an answer to that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were very much a, a. It was it was so much more. It was invented for the time in a way nobody thought it would be. Um, but that's been mined out. You know what I mean? Well, it has, yeah. and but it it did show it showed that it could go in different places. Yeah. Even if I didn't care for some of the places, yeah, I, I don't it might have gone that, to. No. Um, and and I'll be honest with you, I, I think they belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as much as um, Eminem does. But they didn't have the kind of success. I don't think they'll go in. I. I they would be in mine. I don't think they'll go. That's kind of, it, it, it's an underground hit at best with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, so. They're almost one of those, you're almost at this point talking about, another, again, another cult act. And and they're, they've they always been one of those, they've been one of my go-tos when it, when I want to hear that stuff, them and, and De La Soul. But I, I don't think they're going to go in this time. I don't know if they'll ever go in, mm-hmm. but... It wouldn't hurt my feelings if they did. Sure. No, no. I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But you're right. I don't know that that reached enough. And and that, that's kind of that's one one part of the problem I have with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is is if nothing else, it should be able to recognize some of those folks who didn't necessarily reach a lot of folks, but had so much to do with the success. There of everybody should else. there should be an unsung hero. Yeah. 
But then again, once you get into that, you start putting in people, you know, uh, you know, from 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 years ago that were kind of again. Willie Deville is a good example. Yeah. Um, you, you, I don't. I don't guess you can really. You're saying that's that. Link Ray's chance right there. <laughs> Link Ray. Well, Link Ray is in the Hall of Fame for the reason he should be for the for that one song. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Well, can you think of really well? Asking this group, it's pot, but but is the average person going to know anything else by them? I don't think the average person would hear that song and know who it was. Yeah, by. they'll know it. They'd recognize the song. No, yeah, but they from, did it from Dust Till Dawn. Yeah, or something. movies. Yeah, and, and, it's like trying to make an argument for Gene Vincent. Should he? No, he shouldn't. But you know, I mean, he had a lot to do with yeah, a lot of musicians it's, it's, who they it's, were. It's, it's, you know, I'm not. You don't get Keith Richards. You don't have Gene Vincent. So, which I always thought was one of the reasons. They put in that category for songs. They start putting, and, yeah. and they should. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, I, I have no problem with that. It's, it's so. Who's our last uh, artist? Our, our last one is uh, Dion Warwick. Yeah, I feel like Dion Warwick belongs in the same conversation as Dolly Parton. No, I think I in terms of pop music, Dion Warwick's a, a immense. You know, she had a, a huge number of hits. You know, her collaboration with uh, uh, Burt Bacharach, Hal David, is just, it's one for the ages, you know. And she did songs that are going to live on. They weren't rock. She's not rock. And I, I think she's a great singer. She could be in a singer's She's not even thing. pop rock. She's, no, you she's, know, she's, she's not. She's not. just straight pop. Yeah. With a little tiny drop of R&B. Uh, great voice. Incredible oh, voice. Oh, yeah, she's not From a family that. of gospel singers, and you yeah. can hear it in her, and... and mm-hmm. She's as good as any. If you ever watch that uh, Masked Singer show, about every other great voice they hear, they say, "Hey, is that Dion Warwick?" I thought you. Were <laughs> so yeah, it, it's it's it, you can't you can't deny her talent. No, but Burt Bacharach's not in there either, is he? Um, Bacharach, that's Bacharach and David surprised me though. Bacharach, David. I mean, and I know Elvis Costello has a great admiration for him, but you know. Well, is anybody listening to listening to what he has to say today? Anyway, I mean. well, but but I'm saying there's there's a certain influence there, but it's it's not that right. It's no. not that. I don't see, don't see a back rack. No, no, um, I no love Frank Sinatra, but he didn't belong in there. No, nor would he want to go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> unless he in, well, we make a special George Harrison category, but about it. But you're right. I don't. Yeah, it just it. Dion Warwick doesn't make any sense to me for the same reasons, basically. I'm not so sure that Lionel Richie doesn't have a better argument, and he doesn't have one. So, uh, it just, it's not its not rock and roll. Yeah, I agree. Lionel Richie probably would go in there before Dion Warwick yeah. if I had to. All well, right. I associate one at least with something other than just contemporary adult hits, which is what I think of when I think of Dion Warwick. Before, before we go, um, I'm, I'm going to give you guys a see how quick you think on the fly uh, I'm going to mention one I want you guys to mention somebody you think that we haven't mentioned yet either the first show or this one who belongs in the Hall of Fame um, and I'm going to mention this again and, and it may get some scorn I honestly think Weird Al Yankovic belongs in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame he loves the music he, he's somebody who really cares about it um, my son saw his his tour where he did none of the parodies. Really? All he did was his own songs, and every night he would end with a different classic rock song as an encore. When he was in Chattanooga, he played the Walker Theater. 
which is a really tiny place. Yeah, but, but the sound there is excellent. Oh, it's great. Oh, yeah. But the band played uh, We're an American Band, which is not a song I love, but if you listen... I, you no, can, but I like the band. But you can hear it, uh, you know, online, and it's great. I mean, he he genuinely cares about what he does. He's a real friend of the music. It's a different thing, but it's no less entertaining. It's putting its own little spin on it. Um there's a there's several petitions to put him in the hall, um, I, and I do I think I, I believe he would he would belong there. Um, what about you? Anybody? You know, to be honest with you, I, because it's hard for me to actually remember bands that aren't in there. I generally wind up my outrage gets serviced when I hear who's going in and who who you know mm-hmm. who, who ain't in yet. Uh, so I don't know that I have anybody uh, in particular that comes to mind. There are some I think were important. Well, mention one of uh, them. Mention one of those that you think is the best to go in that would be the best. I, I actually think the cars should be in. They're in. I didn't think they got elected. No. They See, so there in. you go. They went in. I That's, think they were one we mentioned last time, weren't they? Were? I think they were. Or maybe they just gone in. Maybe that's it. Because yeah, I that was class of 2018. Okay. Yeah. Because so I they, remember they thinking they just that, gone you know, in. hey, these guys really, really... You know, should have been in. Yeah, they, they should have been in from the get go. Should Rory Gallagher go in the musicians okay, category? They, in the musicians category. In in the musicians category, absolutely. Because you know that's an altar I'm going to worship at anyway. Free. But uh, it, it, are they not in? Mm-hmm. See, that makes no sense to me. That's the first. That, that's who I thought you had mentioned was free. Well, see that again. That shows you how much attention I pay to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, if they're not in, I mean, that's the original palette for for Paul Rogers and and Andy and and just the whole thing, and of course Koss, which that doesn't make any sense to me because they had what would to me they they were actually a more pure sound than a lot of the shit that would come after, you know that would. That might well. I mean, folks might know them better, like the Fog Hats. Those the, well, that's just it. They were one of those bands, though, that real music geek cop to early. Yeah. Uh, and I'm gonna tell you something. You listen to those early Leonard Skinner sides. Oh, that's yeah. it's free. It's free. Yeah, well, that's, it's, that's it's free. That I mean, boy, was Skinner. They were very into a show on that one. Yeah, right there alone. Uh, but. Yeah, I mean, there's people in like in the musician category, like you said, Rory. In, in my opinion, should have already been in nah, there. Um, uh, what about you? Man, you that's a, so. I have this this thing where we've talked about this before. <laughs> you get certain country musicians mm-hmm. who have an influence on rock and roll, like a, a Johnny Cash, who's who's in there. Uh, I think rock, the Rock Hall of Fame, has an issue with jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, Miles Davis is in, mm-hmm. and I think if Miles Davis in? goes in, he no, is he in. Is. He is, and, and and I can I can see why because he had an absolute influence over certain aspects of rock and roll. Because Miles is one of the greatest musicians who's ever lived. Yeah, on the strength of if you wanted that argument, Bitches Brew alone would be sure. lifted to. Well, if you're going to put electric stuff, he did. Yeah, if you're going to put Miles Davis in there, does John Coltrane not deserve to be? Yeah, in there? that's he didn't go electric. He isn't. What Miles Davis was, but if you don't think John Coltrane influenced uh, a lot of rock and MC roll MC5. MC5. Look, uh, yeah. I, I'm not a huge Santana fan, but Carlos will tell you anytime he gets a chance that John Coltrane is his muse. Yeah. That's yeah. what he wants he to is. do. Look, and, and if you're going to say John Coltrane 
And Miles Davis deserve to be in there? <coughs> Does Duke Ellington? No. Well, but here's For the compositional uh, matters yeah. that change the way that pop music was done, what about Louis Armstrong? Somebody who's driving. Pop I would music have in more of an argument for Louis Armstrong. Yeah, so, so because I think I think what I was going to say is John Coltrane. I think at least deserves some consideration. I don't know if it deserves to be in there, but to me, Louis Armstrong. Look, if we're going to acknowledge that rock and roll is a pop music form. Louis there before anybody. Louis there before him. Louis was an early. He was he was a blues propo- proponent. Louis and, and, and you know what rock and roll oh, rock and roll uh, jazz early on. Um, I got a friend who's a guitar player, Jerome Arnold. I've talked about him a couple of times, and he's a very well respected educator. He's an excellent guitarist, and he said what what people forget is jazz was dance music. Jazz was dance music before R and B and before Very rock came so. along. Sure. And if you <coughs> well, listen, to, if you listen to those early, you know, Hot Five and Hot Seven sides, it's New Orleans rock and roll for Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong may be in there. Is he in there? I don't know. Now that you mention it, he may. Be. I'm going to say all that, and then I'm going to have to go look it up and be like, "Oh, I apologize for." But I would put him in there before Train, and you know how I feel about. Trying. Oh, Louis is in there. Okay, okay. As an early, early influence. Well, see, yeah. that, that, that argument worked. Here's my question. Do you put Train that. in there as an influence? Go ahead. I, sure. There are a number of blues musicians that I, I'm not sure are in there. I mean, you guys would be able to tell me. Is, Buddy Guy surely is in there. I think Buddy's in there, isn't he? Let's scroll down here to your G's. Uh, Buddy Guy is in the Rock and Roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is Wolf in there? 2005. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wolf, Wolf and, and, and Muddy are both in. Because I saw Charlie Patton finally got his recognition. Last year. And yeah, and, and that, I was like you. When I saw that, I was like, what the hell? He wasn't in there before. Why that? is this guy? Yeah, I'm, I mean, that's like saying, I mean, because for me, things start with Charlie Patton and then Sun House. Yeah, John Lee Hooker. And, yeah. Well, I mean, but, but earlier than that, it really but does. Yeah, it for does. me, it's patent. But those guys are in there. They are in there. A lot of those early blues guys are there. So House well, is in there, too. But you I'll know what? You. If, you put, if you put Train in there, you put him as an influence, as an artist, as a musician. I it's, See, it's I have it. a hard time putting Train in there, and I love John. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Train is one of those people I listen to constantly at home. Um. No Mingus? You know, I don't listen to as much Mingus as I used to. Because oh Miles is in there as a performer. Yeah. yeah. yeah he's Not in as there. an early influence. No, he's in, there. he's in there. I, I, I will say, Louis Armstrong did did one of the... And I know we've acknowledged he's in there. I can say, Louis Armstrong did one of the most rock and roll things I've ever heard of. He was coming in through an airport, and uh, you know his, his bags were sitting there, when a politician named Richard Nixon walked up. And this is in the 50s. Richard Nixon... Uh, saw that here's Louis Armstrong, the famous Louis Armstrong. And, and he said, uh, Louis said, oh, you know, my bag's a little heavy. Do you think you could help me out? So Richard Nixon picked up his bags and they, they went on through the airport <laughs> and they went out. And it turns out that Louis had weed in those bags. Of course he did. Uh, and he got, he, did. he got through uh, security because he was with Richard Nixon. That's rock and roll. That is rock and roll. <laughs> Louis loved, he called joints muggles. <laughs> Predating, yeah, uh, Harry Potter by quite a J.K. few years. Rowling owes a little, uh, but uh, yeah, he loved his week. He he's the one who at a uh, uh, at a, a dinner he was playing for the Queen 
of England. And uh, he carried, he actually advertised this thing called Swiss Chris, which was like a, uh, an egg, you poured it in water and you drank it. It was a laxative. It kept you regular. It was more like Metamucil. And he's sitting there at the dinner with the Queen of England, and all of a sudden he starts pouring it in his water glass to drink it. And she looks over and says something like, you know, what? She goes, try some of this, Queen. It'll clean you right out. <laughs> I think I've told that story on here, but it's worth telling. Oh. Um, but I, the train's an interesting choice. The train's an interesting choice. And I, choice. Said, I said that because, you know, we're talking about people that we, that have, uh, that we haven't already talked about. Because we've already talked about Joe Cocker, et cetera, et cetera. Oh, and yeah. Sun House is not in the Rock and Roll Hall. Well, that's not right. Does not make any fucking sense. That is not right at all. And that's, I know that should but, not even. But John Hammond is. So how? Who the well, hell? can I ask you? Well, well, Robert Johnson is. John and, Hammond Jr. Well, John Hammond's in yeah. on that Irving Thor- right. Thalberg. Yeah. Or I'm sorry, the Alvin Erdogan. You got me started thinking of. <laughs> well, Alvin Erdogan Wolf and Robert Johnson are both in. Sunny and Boy. Sun House was an influence on both these guys. I'm the, their biggest. I, yeah, I don't. I don't get that either. That didn't, oh, here's here's you. What about Sun, Sun House thing. was name checked by Leonard Skinner for Dan. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Speaking of Skinner, uh, hey, here's somebody that's naughty and figure this one out for me. Do you put Motorhead in? How the fuck do you not have Lemmy's band in there? Like we said, there the the hall's been very very. Persnickety about band, about prog bands and heavy metal bands. Yeah, there's probably no more but, heavy metal band. I kind of thought they would get Motorhead. That, that after to me Lenny, doesn't. It is, but it ain't. I thought what? It's not heavy metal. It is, but but it ain't too. There's there's an edge to Motorhead that actually works for me the same way that Black Flag works for me. Oh yeah, I think they're they're definitely more of a yeah. Um, They've I, got a punk bent. They well, and they do it yourself. They're one of those heavy metal bands that punks love. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, I really thought that after um, Lemmy died, yeah. there would be kind of a tailwind for him, and it, it never really developed. And Killing Winter is such a cunt. Man. Well, and keep in mind, you know, Motorhead basically was Lemmy. It was yeah, no, it, it, was, it was. It was the Lemmy Kill Mr. Band. And, and um, there's, by the way, there's a great uh, video I would recommend anybody picking up. Tomato's bio? No, it's bio. It's oh, great. No, it's this, is on, this is a video. Check out on YouTube. I should. Well, say. no, they've got a video bio of him that's really. good. Oh yeah, the movie. It's very good. It's very good. But no, this is just a video of him performing with. Uh, <coughs> it was a celebration of the MC5 and Wayne Kramer. Oh uh, boy, that's good. And Lemmy came up and sang "Sister Anne" with him, really? and he, before he starts doing, he says, he said, "You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for these guys." He said, "Everything I've done is." And it, it just kind of gives you an idea of how uh, hmm. how real artists of, of I don't want to say depth because it sounds so pretentious, but real artists who have something real recognize that in others, even though it's not something you would think would be their particular uh, their particular brand. And it, you know, it's kind of how Rick Rubin saw something in Johnny Cash that nobody else saw. Yeah, well, he because he wasn't looking for. Johnny Cash, the the country star. He was looking at him and seeing something from his background that matched up with it. Yeah, Lemmy and Wayne. I swear to God, Lemmy, Lemmy Kilmister and Wayne Kramer. If that doesn't sound like two guys, it wouldn't beat the fuck out of you in an alley, man. I don't know. Wayne Kramer is also 
that Detroit connection, I guess. And I'm, I always I'm probably going to catch Wayne with the South. Wayne's I'm, one of those names you, you really don't want. That's well, Wayne. Wayne. Yeah. Or D Wayne. D Wayne. Um, you don't. This is a guy, honestly, that more than some of the artists that are on this list. I think Ted Nugent. I mean, he left his brains at the bank. Yeah. But uh, you can make an argument. And I'm not going to. I, I, I wouldn't put him in. I wouldn't vote for him. Don't get me wrong, no. but I think he's he's for personal. Should be a conversation. Yeah, he on. should be. And. Uh, Wayne Kramer and, and Ted go back a long ways and are, are old friends. Yeah. And in and the MC five, of course, was a very you know, they, they were sort of the the, the musical uh, you can hear it too, of, of, of leftist politics. And they said, You and Ted it was an interview with Wayne Kramer when he published his book, said you and Ted are and he says, Well the thing you gotta understand about Ted is he can only speak in hyperbole. <laughs> you can't just he said once you get him away from that Ted's a pretty reasonable guy listen if Alice Cooper and Glenn Campbell can keep a good friendship over the years anybody yeah. can do it Here, here's a name you're going to start hearing next year you're going to start seeing on, on social media you're going to see sign the Facebook po- uh, or sign the petition on Facebook to put Meatloaf in the Rock and Roll Hall yeah I think you now I was to quite, me it's a no no I wouldn't either I was quite stunned, though, at the amount, the outpouring of, uh, you know, I mean, people were just renting their garments. I think it's because people had, you know, at this point, what we've done is we've uh, tokenized grief. And so, yeah, uh, probably. you know, we're, yeah. we're just willing to outpour it for, for anybody who's well-known regardless. No, but... but because, <laughs> look, I got, I got Betty White, you know. Betty White's been in the public eye for decades. Mm-hmm. Her career is as long as anyone's. And she was beloved for most of that. Uh, Meatloaf made, made one album that had a real splash, and then he was in a movie later. See, that's smart. Uh, and I don't give a shit. I, I think, first of all, he did about yeah, hell, too. I get it. If but. you keep having to rename your albums to and son of yeah, and right. stuff like that. It, but Kim had a... Uh, had, had, my wife has... There was somebody she works with, and they came in that morning and they were literally crying. And I'm, I'm, I don't want to make. Listen, if if you have that kind of effect on an individual, yeah, that's some beautiful shit, anybody man. There. Well, but all I can think of, but I can't help it. The cynical, you know, rock critic in me came out going, me "Are you fucking kidding?" Where, where me? were you when John Lennon got shot? What I want to ask. Well, I mean, I, she may not have been born. Well, oh, uh, but there's see there's, that's a big part now, of it. The other yeah. thing is so so your meatloaf, you know, this is a guy who uh, that apparently died of, of COVID complications yeah. and was very vehemently anti-vax and all that. Now this is a guy who should have known the dangers of fucking around I with bats. I don't wish death more than anybody. On anybody, but you know what? It's hard for me not to go. Well, yeah, I'm just saying the irony of getting a bat-borne disease. Thoughts and prayers, baby. <laughs> after recording a couple of bat out of hell yeah. albums, um, it's and and I, you know, there's something to be said that about rock and roll when it's completely over the top like that. Too, there's nothing oh, wrong yeah. with that. Look, I think I think look, but, I'll say I think his musical partnership with uh, old Jimbo. One of the one of the, the truly great collaborations in pop music. I think they were perfect for each other. Because one of them wrote over the top and the other one sang over the top. Yeah. But it's not Did a, you ever hear Simon's solo album? I didn't. 
Is it worthwhile? It's like a good meatloaf album. Really? It, it, it's it's really and and it's it's. I can't help but think of, of Celine Dion as uh, French meatloaf, Canadian meatloaf. <laughs> Lean. Like Canadian bacon. Lean meatloaf. Well, here's my last word on any of it. Is Jimmy Buffett in? No, and that surprises that me too. That invalidates the whole rock and roll I, I, thing. That, yeah, that, no, he's not. And that sort of surprises me simply because he's had such a long career. He, he inducted the Eagles. He's the one who inducted the Eagles. They asked him to. Another reason to dislike that fucking lot. But you know what? Even then, I can see Jimmy Buffett. I, I, oh, I know. I can make I the argument. Have a problem with Jimmy Buffett being in there. I, I, I just, you know, I, I despise. That's him. not what I'm arguing. Argue. I'm saying to it, that but I, I probably he's everything that's wrong. With I, well, yeah, I can't say. see myself voting for him. No, it that way. Gordon Lightfoot is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Okay, same thing. I think he's an artist. Of, you know, he's he's one of those few. Uh, troubadour types I really like. Sure, that's but, what he is. Yeah. But he, if you're going to put James fucking Taylor, Taylor in there... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and let's put it this way. More of Gordon's shit found its way onto what you'd call AM Gold and Top 40 Radio oh, yeah. Rock than yeah. James's did. Well, but, we wound up with the same and three again, songs. It that same kind of dichotomy we are talking about. Uh, you know, when, when he's not in there and you've got people like James... Buffy St. Marie... Uh, I mean, not Buffy St. Marie. Um, Laura Nero. Mm-hmm. I think oh, she yeah. was on those one of those you said didn't belong in there. Right. I think uh, Buffy St. Marie's not in there. Yeah. Um, I hope. But you know, you're, you're talking to these people who are kind of treading the same. Put Fanny in, motherfucker, it, man. That's See, I, I think you know, there's a lot of people who think the Runaways belong in there. I frankly uh, don't. There's not a there's not a body of work there. I frankly them. don't. But Fanny had a pretty. Solid. Body Actually, Fanny were decent musicians, Kim which Fowley. is more than can be said okay. for the Runaways. Kim Fowley. He's somebody you'd have to consider. Yeah. Uh, I'm not saying I would put him in there, but and you'd you'd have to put him in that, you know, I'm at Erdogan category. Yeah, yeah. That's but when bands cool. like Bon Jovi are in there, and you can't deny their pop appeal, and they had hooks, and but you know, it's it's become. They become the go-tos for the rock, the rock hall than than the outliers, and that's where it starts to me to get. Weird. You know, yeah. it, it all boils down to guys. We've said it a hundred times tonight. Warren Zevon is not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know, and and they're still the biggest fucking travesty in the game. It's it, it's 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 like it, it's it's the equivalent of having uh, the Baseball Hall of Fame, and you don't have. Barry Bonds in it. Yeah. And you can argue, well, Barry Bonds was, well, the first part of his career, he was a ballot <coughs> Hall of Famer. He was a first ballot Hall of Famer. And, you know, because of something he did that pissed you off, you don't think he belongs there? No, I'm sorry to bring up baseball allegories, but I'm really worried well, about we where this whole train is going to for another time, though. So, um, I, I just, I don't think the Hall is, if you, if you get a chance to go, it's a wonderful place to see. It really is. Um, and it's it, a good museum with some glaring emissions. Well, it's some good. It's a good museum, but some of the emissions, like there are displays for people who are not in the hall, right. that are there. I think I've told you guys this before. Uh, when we went, and all three of my kids went with me, and uh, there's this one area you go through, and I'll never forget. You see one of Van Whistle's bases and one of his suits, and it's it's kind of on this lower display. You look ah. at it from up there, but you start looking, and there's like different. 
little little um, uh, like kind of support area or not support areas. Uh, uh, little areas where they've got glass enclosures, and in the glass enclosures, they've got the original lyrics for certain songs. London Calling was there. Oh, boy. God only knows. And they were all looking. I'm sitting there looking at these, and all three of them, or, or all three of my kids and Kim are all looking at me, and they're just kind of grinning. And they're looking at this one that's there. And they're waiting for me to come see it, and it's uh, played all night long by Warren Zevon, mm-hmm. the original lyrics right and I think I said this before the most important thing was he spelled brucellosis correct <laughs> which well, it wasn't incredible. like scratched yeah. out or anything it was just written down there and so and and you know so that they've got a recognition of things like that and what what scares me is they're going to try to say something like well we're not going to put Warren in there but we're going to put werewolves of London yeah and he's not about that you know that it's it's he is so his his music is so far beyond that. Yeah, big time. That it it doesn't even really that that it's not like Link Ray who is kind of defined by Rumble. Uh, it's a whole. Different no, I'm going to put on tomorrow. I'm going to get in the car and I'm going to put on Sentimental Hygiene, man. Let it play as the middle finger. Uh, I'm. I'm uh, that's that's to me is is one of his best. It's albums. one of his best. Here, <coughs> excuse me. Here's one I thought of too. Now, what about a guy like Ry Cooter? I think you you have That's a better chance of putting him in the musician yeah. category. I mean, because he's done production, he's played. He's yeah, but his, his primary claim to fame is his guitar. That player. slide. And I think I think there's I think you do. <coughs> you ever listen to his albums though? Seriously, sit down. Yeah, uh, a lot of them have as much to do with rock and roll. As a cat. Yeah, he's I he's mean, much more. But that's why I'm saying you put him in as esoteric. a musician. Yeah, big time. Um, Little feet. Yeah, not in there. Uh, Lowell George, George. I'm being brilliant alone. Yeah, um, there's there's a lot. Captain Beefheart's not in there, right? Which you know you can say what you want to, but he was a and remains, you know, a really trout mask replica. I was gonna say trout mask is always gonna be. That's an album that everybody knows. Every every rock and roll guy had a copy. You guys, you guys know my son Jack. He's been on the show. Been on here a couple of times. Uh, Jack comes into me one day and he's got this YouTube video pulled up and he said dad check this out and it's like this I mean it's just noises coming out it's musical noises but it sounds like five or six bands playing different songs at the same time and someone actually recorded a track that is every song on Trout Max Graphica played on top of the other one And it was. It so there's was, a lot going on but, on that fucking album. Well, that's album the thing, anyway. though. If you listen to it, it's like, okay, listen. If you're going to listen to metal machine music, yeah, well, completely unironically, listen to this, and you're going to get something similar. Yeah, Trap Mask is one of those 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 albums that so creates its own universe. Uh, it, it it is not something you can listen to with any kind of preconceived set notions. It it is that. Do you remember? Uh, Here's my question, real quick, before you. If you've actually made what many most folks would consider to be one of the 25 greatest albums in the history of rock and roll, do you have a place in the Hall of Fame? You probably do. Probably so, because yeah. you're going to make one that good. Yeah. I mean, there are, you know, I would argue that Pearl Jam made one and nothing else. Yeah. Oh, 10? Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, uh, but the thing about, do you remember a, a book that came out years ago, Girl Marcus? 
was the editor. It was called Stranded. Didn't you guys remember that? I remember the book. Didn't well, read it. well, basically, it was he picked like I think it was like twenty rock critics, and they were some of the better names of their time. Right. Um, you know, Lester was in there. Um, Fernbacher. I think it was Land. No, Fernbacher was not in there. Well, I think Landon Winter is the one who yeah. wrote. Um, who chose as and to, the the question was if you could take you're stranded on a desert island you can only have one album to listen to okay. and a lot of them were the things you would expect Sticky Fingers was one that uh, somebody chose I think it was Simon Simon Frith maybe and he said there was whoever did said there was something you know horribly ordinary about that pick uh, Lester chose Astral Weeks stuff like that uh, I think it was Landon Winter who picked and I'll look at that and check because it's a book everybody should read. It's very interesting. They've done an updated version with newer critics. It's even, uh, it was just as good. But he chose Trout Mask Replica because he said, you're going to be on a desert island. You're going to have no other people there. This is an album that is so much a part of its own vocabulary that it sort of becomes the music that you live in. Plus, if and you were alone on a desert island, your wife or girlfriend couldn't inevitably tell you to I, turn that did off. Did I tell you that story when my wife, when I tried to play it one time, we were going to Florida. <laughs> no, we but driving, I can bet. I we were driving at night and she was asleep and I thought, you know, I've been listening to, well, as well as things, you know, she didn't, she didn't care for Frank Zappa. I've been listening to Zappa and I've listened to, you know, a couple of other Nothing things. like apostrophe to I'm keep just, a marriage happy. Well, and there's, well, she didn't have a problem with that stuff. No. But she's over there, and she's, I mean, she's like sawing logs, okay? And I'm like, why not? And I reach over, and I put in Trout Mask Ralph. Ten seconds. Turn it off! Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off! <laughs> it's inevitable. That reminds me of the old story about the guy, if you, if you were going to take one book on a deserted aisle, ask him what it was, the dictionary. Hell, all the other books are in it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like, well, it's, and, and, you know, using that same kind of... Uh, uh, mindset, you could you could argue, you know, Ornette Coleman or Creed Tech. Anybody, you could argue a lot of those free jazz guys sure. who finally oh, have yeah. a chance to grok it, you know? Right. Because it's music that is so uh, alien to what you're used to hearing. And you're always going to find something new you can't, in it. You've too. got to try to, you've got to listen to it. You have to kind of get into it. And it would give you that, uh, that, that time and that, that, Place that you could that's do. actually an argument for taking somebody like Miles because you're going to find something new in that fucking album if you listen to it. Well, I mean, that's just it. I, you know, my, it, it's that's kind of a loaded question. Um, I've listened to Kind of Blue, and it's a rough estimate, but a gajillion times, and it keeps showing me new stuff. You know, it's and it's not a long record. It's not got a whole lot of you know. It's not what you would consider something with a lot of variety to it. But it's got something that you've, 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 you've never put it on and not immediately got been like into so what, right? Yeah, like, no, you can't. You can't listen to it. And the thing is, you know, you you catch yourselves getting in. You know, getting into. I don't. I don't want to get too highfalutin but I think it was Jean-Paul Sartre who said you know when he was talking about jazz it was because every note was a universe into itself and that's what jazz and this we didn't do this get in a symposium on what you listen to with jazz it becomes its own universe well, and, and I, you are watching it 
decay yeah. as, as it's playing, you know? Well, and it's it's the kind of thing where, where you know, it isn't just about playing a form. It's about taking a form and then changing it. Yes. And then making it something. Because, you, again, well, you know, So What's a great example. Because this is a really, really simple song. Yeah. I mean, it's it's modal. It's essentially two chords. Uh, but, man, the moment Miles moves off of the, the established part, yeah. you're in it. Oh, you, And you're you, going with and it. And you, so. you don't escape it. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a matter of, of like you said it, it's not just it's not a a preconceived set of music it's guys just expressing themselves right um, I, and and some of the greatest musicians that have ever played music of any oh genre. oh I listen Neil Schlang is a gentleman I knew for years he's he's since passed Neil was uh, he was blind from birth <laughs> and he was a had, he was he was a piano player and he was a, he loved jazz. He went to school uh, with Rashawn uh, Roland Rashawn Kirk. It's a Ohio school for blind the blind. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, someone had given him a, a given Neil like a it was like a Lawrence Welk record or something, mm-hmm. which a hip cat like slang, you know, was not. He could find the groove in it. Though. Well, but Kirk. Kirk said, let me have it. He said, man, you don't want this. He goes, I'll learn something from it. You know, I mean, that takes some serious... Didn't Ed Green play drums on all of those Lawrence Welk albums? Yes, yes. He had some good players. Yeah. But but there were... Yeah, most of uh, those guys could afford he, stuff like that. He, yeah. But he, we were t- he told me that story, and I, and I was like, wow. And he said, here's the thing. <clears throat> you get these guys playing a certain way. I think we were talking about Ornette. At the time, and he said, Charlie Parker didn't try to reinvent the vocabulary of, of the alto sax, but he had to do something to express himself. Yeah. <coughs> Hendrix did the same thing, Captain Beefheart, some of the guys we've talked about. Um, it's just a matter of trying to come up with the right vocabulary and then letting other people into your world. That's the whole essence of it, right there. Yeah, oh, exactly, and that's why I think you know, with, with some of the guys we're talking about, you know, when you're when you when you're looking at a, a generational talent like a Miles Davis, it's not just that he surrounded himself with great musicians, which he did. It's that in when they all worked together, every that that rising tide lifted every ship. Oh, every one of those musicians exceeded what they would have been able to do had they not been next to that great And Miles was such a catalytic player. You know, he he was a great band leader, even though he didn't do the arrangements or or write all the stuff. Sure. Well, I've always thought of that with Miles and Coltrane. They kind of drove each other. But, I mean, you don't get those guys if you don't have Dizzy that comes before it and Charlie Parker and... Louis Armstrong. Right. You know. But that's the... the, Jazz is, is is almost easier than rock and roll. To show that that progression, you know, but rock and roll has the same thing because we talk about Warren's Yvonne, and Warren's not going to be Warren without a guy like uh, Jackson Brown or Bob Dylan, right? Yeah, you know, but I'm saying people who are there right alongside you to to you know propel it along to open some doors because it's not like a guy like Warren was going to be an easy sell, and that's one of the reasons he's not in the no, the uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right now. It's because he never made himself an easy sell. No, in fact, I think he... He iconoclastically... Yeah, I think Warren, take it out on somebody. And he did uh, have... Well, Hendrix, uh, and, and I hear a lot of 
young shredder cats who think they can play, criticize Hendrix. Oh man, all he did was play in the pentatonic. Well, no shit, fuckhead. Yeah. Uh, that's all he had to do. But he created a tonal and a, and a total approach to it, a tonal vocabulary and a total approach to it that he had to get to express himself. Saying, saying that Jimi yeah. Hendrix only played in the pentatonic is like saying Hank Aaron only hit baseballs. Oh, it's, it's like ridiculous. Like, no shit. Tell them to suck your diatonic <laughs> Every cop. time you Being get... Being the best... Exactly. Of- you get those guys who, who, you know, they, you know, they, they, they learn theory and now they think they're musicians. Yeah. Um, it's like those guys who hate... Clapton as a player. We can say what we want about Clapton. Clapton, he's certainly turned into a jackass. Oh, as a player, but he's always been good at interpreting early, somebody else's shit. But early on, he was as... as he's as, the second best J.J. Kale uh, musician ever. I'm talking about that. that. If you listen to Blues Breakers, yeah. like blues breakers uh, he could play for sure. Oh, you know, there, there's... It's All there. that Clapton as God stuff came out way before... Yeah, slow end, right? I mean, we're not. Oh man, once he reached that was being put on Once you guys passed Ocean Ave, it was there was nothing there is that really. I mean, well, you know, cut here or there, uh, performance here or there. I did off on. Yes, you do. Oh, I. You know, if he's got a rock and roll heart, why isn't he playing rock and fucking roll? Well, did you not see that thing I stuck up? I think it's on my timeline where I linked uh, a JJ Kale from Shades, and I said, "Well, here's where Clapton's so-called fucking songwriting talent came from." I'm, I'm not. I don't. I don't really. Oh, I like remember Jimmy. seeing it, but oh. I, I do agree with the, with the. Um, but and I like JJ's in, interpretations of these sometimes as well as anything else. You know, Clapton's done. So. Oh, I agree. I agree. His after midnight actually has that jazz step off in it. Which Clapton's just goes straight into. Well, I mean, some people, some stuff. people just want to be contrarian for its own sake. Yeah, well, and yeah. that's not always the way. <laughs> you, you, you know, that's not, just because you're contrarian doesn't mean you're right. No, you're not. You're not bringing us any. Often these guys aren't really bringing any. I'm thinking somebody right, right now. Well, and and you, don't, you don't have to be groundbreaking to be great. You can no. just be good at, at an established yeah. form, and that's yeah. fine. Well, it's like saying you you you, you hired. The greatest cabinet maker in your house might knock it because he didn't build the house. No, but your cabinets are going to look just fucking fine. The kitchen will. Yeah, like, well, you, you hired this guy to come in and do a technician's job, and he was really he good at it. He wasn't, he wasn't brought on to build the house. Uh, who, who, who was available? Jeff Emery. Oh, well, I'll take that. Yeah. All right, we've gone far afield. I was going to answer that. I so think we well, rambled we, out. We start, but this is kind of way we, this is what happens usually after we sign off and before. Yeah. yeah. Um, be sure, and uh, we'll, we'll probably have another episode of Fuzzy Warbles before Shellshock Nation's coming back probably next month, starting the election cycle a little bit more in-depth. Yep. Primaries will be starting up next uh, next month or so in some areas. Uh, we'll be back with another Shellshocked episode. Uh, until then, uh, if any of you guys want to hop on that Facebook page and tell us where we're wrong which we know doesn't If you like Lionel Richie... You know what? Tell us why Lionel Richie belongs in the Hall of Fame, and uh, we'll certainly uh, listen to your opinion. Uh, Until then, or until we talk to you next time, uh, this is Jeff Scruggs. Yes, it is. And Matt Kern. That is me. And I'm Brent Sanders. We will talk to you soon. Have a good one.